Hey, Pez fans, welcome to another episode of the Footy United podcast. As always, I'm Charles. We have a very, very special episode for you guys today. Joining me uh, also, as always, is Brian Zane, B-Man. How are you, buddy? Dude, I'm great. We're, we're going to be joined by the guy who's going to bring back stepovers to the L1 button. <laughs> I'm so pumped! <laughs> Without further ado, oh, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, the chosen one, dare I say. <laughs> um, you, guys, you guys may not know this. He actually was born with a birthmark on his left hip. I hope you don't mind me telling everybody this, Adam. But um, that birthmark went on to become the inspiration for what is now the Pez logo. You guys ever see it like in the shield? <laughs> It's a, it's a weird birthmark, but it is what it is. Anyway, the chosen one, Mr. <laughs> Adam Batty himself. Adam, welcome to the Footy United podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you so much for the invite. And I'm here despite of uh, Brian, not not because of him. And uh, <laughs> <clears throat> the L1 uh, step over thing <laughs> is, is hilarious. He just doesn't stop going on about it. But after seeing uh, Brian's skills at E3, I think he needs a lot more than L1. Stepovers. Uh, you are uh. such a dick. Every little bit helps. <laughs> yeah. Every little bit helps. His muscle memory, he never got over that L1. I'll second that not. wish, though. I would love like a quick L1 step over. I'm not going to lie. But we're dinosaurs, yeah. you know. We're, we're, we're yeah. used to all the old yeah. stuff. But we'll, yep. we'll get to that. Um, I want to say real quick, Jose and Nestor, they wanted to be here really badly, but just because of scheduling. Uh, and that, uh. they're in another time zone, so getting two time zones working is hard enough. Um, cool. But Adam... Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, I really just want to say, emphasize kind of before we get started, just how long you've been with Pez or Pez has been a part of your life. You know, uh, I don't think I told you this yeah. when I met you at E3 a couple of years ago, but the first time I met Suff was in Boston and we were we were walking and it wasn't too long after you guys stopped recording the WMB podcast, but it was the first time I talked to Suff. We're walking down the street and I'd never actually spoken to him before in person. I keep And I kept like looking over my shoulder. We're on the way to the to get a drink. And he's like, yo, bro, like, what's up? And I said, I can't shake the feeling that Adam's here because I've never heard your voice before <laughs> without Adam. Because I'm always, I kept, I kept expecting to hear your voice. So it was so funny. And, you know, you guys were just, with W-E-N-B, you guys were the you're, voice you're of the, the community. Pioneers, you're the pioneers, You're the pioneers. And the voice of the community for so long. And the reason why, definitely the reason, the inspiration for me to start a podcast, and Brian, I think, as well, because, you know, I didn't, that was the first podcast I subscribed to. Is I wasn't even into podcasts before that, way back in the day. And just your journey all the way up through getting hired with Konami. It's such a cool story. Mm. So on behalf of, mm. you know, all of us, thanks for all you've done for Pez over the years. Uh, and, um, no. Game wouldn't you know be what? the same without you, man. It wouldn't, so. No, I think, I think when, you know, that's such a nice thing to say. And I really appreciate it. And actually, it's not a day that, that doesn't go by that I think about those those days where I was part of the community and building the website. I remember um, quite recently I spoke to Robbie and uh, this is before Robbie came on board and he would say to me, it's crazy, Adam. Like, <laughs> you know, do you ever like just stop and think what you're doing right now? Because him and me, obviously, as you both are as well, huge, huge Pez fans, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sort of, you know, dreamt about working on this game, uh, grew up loving Pez and then suddenly working on it. But actually, one of the most important things that I've been doing like since I got this job is always thinking every day or every few days, thinking back about where I came from. Because I'll be honest with you, this has all been such a crazy ride that I worry that if I didn't think about those days, I'd forget 
the reason why I'm here. And that, and that can happen so easily. There's people in various companies that I've worked for in the past and actually worked for now in Konami where you do look at them and you think, you know, are you, don't you realize just, you know, what, how lucky you are? You're in this position, you're working on a football game loved by millions of people, part of their lives for so many years. And I always think about that and I do feel lucky all the time. And for the community, mate, WMB was just huge. Oh, I was such a huge thing. <clears throat> yeah, and so obviously me and him still still talk. He's an absolute legend. And just thinking about those days going from um, going from Evo Web forums, uh, building WMB, and then bit by bit it, it getting bigger. And I, it was, it's just fantastic. And obviously now working on pairs, it's absolutely crazy. That's awesome, Adam. Uh, you know, I'm so glad to hear you say that because – we're so you are still such a fan, and that's what B and I were talking about today. Is like we get to see you be the brand manager in the videos when you're sitting down with IGN, when you're sitting down with Gamespot, whoever it is, you know, at E3 and in Gadget or whatever. So like today, we really want to talk to Adam the fan, <laughs> even though I mean, <laughs> right. you, it's yeah. it's just, you're the same guy, the brand, brand yeah, global brand and product guy, manager, but... probably the same guy, but um, you know, it's no, just but you so, know, to you, be honest with you, it, it's it's a little bit easier when i'm you know when i'm talking to you guys because i don't have to explain things as as much or go into detail but something that you just mentioned there being the same guy i think that's probably one of the reasons why these websites keep keep wanting me on and they keep asking me to come on because yeah i just have a conversation and um, one of the one of the easiest things to to actually speak about is a is a game that you're working on so <clears throat> for example if i was doing an interview on a subject that I, I had no idea about, I would be really, really, you know, nervous or be worried. And or even if you weren't, really... even if you weren't passionate about it, you'd be able to, you'd be able to tell in your voice that you're not passionate about it. Whereas with yeah, you, you, everybody could, could. Yeah, yeah, and 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 actually, it's 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 one of those things. I mean, actually, the main reason why I'm on the podcast as well is that I I, I always try to be out there for everybody. If everybody wants to talk to me, they can. The amount of times that I've been told by Konami to get off Twitter, not because I'm saying anything bad, <laughs> but because, um, but just because it's not my, it's not in my remit to to be on social media. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Um, they love they love the fact that I've got a lot of followers and I can communicate and people retweet and share and 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 whatever information that I'm tweeting gets out there. But this is on top of my you know, working week, obviously speaking to you guys, I can say to you that I'm working over 100 hour weeks every week because I love the brand, not because they, they are making me do it. And the social media thing is completely on top of it. I mean, I could close the account tomorrow, but I love interacting with, with people and speak with people. I'm so lucky and fortunate. And that kind of insight actually comes when you've been on both sides. And I know it sounds a little bit funny to say or cheesy to say, but Really, as a fan, I've had to learn so much in four years. You know, so many things. B, great example is your L1 step over, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Me agreeing with you on certain things like that. Wanting the basic step over move to be simple in the game and then sitting down with the game designers and and the uh, the guys who do the gameplay and said, oh, well, Adam, we don't want to tie up (laughs) this old move to this because we want to make it more contextual we're building towards something in the future and you guys won't see that and now b when you when you've played pez um, 18 you've seen the left stick control you've seen the 
the way the players will do a step over now and again. And it's them trying to bring it into a more natural feel rather than having this automated right. um, uh, button right. press, uh, you know, uh, thinking about it before you do it when it should come naturally and based on motion where the player is, etc. So, I mean, I, I wanted stadium editor when I came in. I wanted, uh, what did I want? I wanted uh, uh, kit combinations where you could change the shorts and the socks. I mean, God knows what I wanted. I want a million and one things. And then you come down, you sit down and you look at the data and suddenly Adam, the fan, needs to take a bit of a sidestep here and actually think about everybody, not just the hardcore fans. I'm speaking to them right right now, but actually every fan. And that's mm-hmm. one of the weirdest things. I remember stepping into a meeting soon after I started and everyone told me about how much everybody loved PES 13. Yeah, I remember that yeah. because me coming off WMB where you got the hardcore fans and there was this kind of, I mean, people liked it, but don't get me wrong. It wasn't love. It wasn't, right. it was, it was issues. It was, I don't know, it was shooting power or, or whether it was goalkeeper flop, uh, belly flops, or there was something that was being, and I think this is the, the one of the most hardest things that I do in my job is to be, is to be able to let fans know we hear you. 100%, but we also have to take that information and look at it with a bit of a distance. We can't look at it as much as these guys are so passionate about, oh my God, shooting so weak, the game is shit. You know, just one little thing doesn't make a game a bad game. You know, <laughs> right. and I think, yeah. but, 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 but when you hear passionate people speak about a product, one little thing can suddenly mean uh, a product which is the highest rated game or sports game this gen is suddenly to them is the worst game ever made. And right. that's, that's, that's where I think fans and developers can learn a lot together, to communicate better together, to not go to extremes together, so, mm-hmm. to be able to say this is great and this is bad, and then this is not so good, but the game is still great. And that communication would really, really help. Yeah. yeah. Now that's a really good point. That's, I agree I too. Was, yeah. I, always, I always tell people, when I was at E3, and I, I had people coming up to me and uh i remember bk came up to me and he was like hey bry and i'm like hey he's <laughs> like it's bk i'm like holy shit like i didn't i i didn't mm. recognize i didn't recognize him at all and, and then when he started talking i kind of i kind of recognized him but when when you when you're talking to people i i feel i know what adam's saying in terms of the communication side whereas so much of the forums and twitter is so it's so one way or the other, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and, and BK is, is someone I, I just pointed him out because we, we kind of had that connection through communication was that you can be, you can, and one of the things that I feel like I I've been able to, to convey is you can communicate, you can be constructive and positive at the same time. Like, okay, if there's some flaws that you see that you want to be constructive about, you know, here's solutions. Like I'm always, I'm always trying to offer solutions while being constructive. It's not so much, oh, this is shit, and I'm trolling, and goodbye now. You know what I mean? Mm, and I think yeah, if yeah. people kind of, kind of had that kind of attitude, we'd have so much more better communication and discourse. And I, that's mm. just something that I try to, try to convey to people when I'm on Twitter or the forum. So it's definitely, except if it's L one stepovers, just put that shit. in. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, Adam, to build on your point, I totally agree. I think it's a delicate balance though, because 
as the you know you never know where people's priorities lie and yeah. like a l1 step over is somebody's not going to care about and then somebody like brian is is it's going to be a bigger deal to him um and it feels like the more you get involved in this series especially a series as long going as pez the more little things are likely to upset you but little things that you care about so that's really that's really tough it's like some of the and brian what you're saying about staying constructive is it's difficultness in a yearly game, let alone you know a sports game like Pez. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's I think don't you think it's kind of just par for the course? Is it, it's 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 difficult to 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 uh, balance that feedback and then actual development and and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, a lot of our questions today kind of ask about that. Um, yeah, I I think I think for us the balance is keeping the fans as happy as possible sure. while we try and. Um, move things forward in in big ways sometimes in small ways and uh, and it's mainly because when when we look at pairs and the fact that it's over 20 years old it's it's really got here because of of the uh, you know passionate fans um if you look at our, our competitor in fifa they've they're like throwing money around they're, they're signing up all the licenses and they're spending you know millions of pounds on marketing and we've really focused on staying true to the product and investing as much as possible as much as we can in the game we just did a big investment with with the new mobile game as well uh brand new team working on that and obviously behind the scenes we, we've been working on uh pez 18 and building up to what is going to be a really long three years for a lot of the team and i think a lot of that while we were working on those things hoping that the fans see exactly what we're doing. We might not be answering directly to everything that they want. Right. Um, I, I remember speaking to a soldier son and, and, you know, we were talking about what's the perfect Pez game. And he literally said the game that nobody asks for anything that everybody's <laughs> got, so but that is never <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, I, I actually said that to him. I said, you know, don't you think that it's, it's going to be a sense of like, you know, a, a uh, preference and and you know maybe he's got a vision there maybe he knows how we get there you know That's i don't high, know what it is high goal high lofty yeah goal. <laughs> yeah but i mean but but i think for me we we had those conversations um actually with pez 18 when we were when we were bringing pez 15 to market um it was our first time as you guys know on on the new consoles and we'd already been we had this long-term plan with trying to trying to capture as much as possible from those old uh, PES games, and and with PES 15, it was a chance to restart something on a new engine on some new consoles. But one thing that had eluded us, I think, even with three really good good games, and I hope the fans don't don't shout at me for saying PES 15, 16 and 17 are really good games because <laughs> I, I know there's a lot of people who still uh, shout at me about the quality. I personally think I understand if people have issues with those games, but I think they are incredible football games. And I'm saying that as a fan, like I have played PES 15, 16 and 17 and I strongly feel that for whatever flaws people see, they are incredible football games. But I also believe that the magic and the feeling that Pez gave you on the PS2 days has been a bit away from us as well. Yeah. And when we when we actually brought in Pez Pez 15, we were uh, at the same time building towards Pez 18. 
And the reason why we were doing that was because we were still every year, and I mentioned this in interviews actually quite a lot, every year that, that adapting to Fox had been such a challenge for us. And we've been trying to make it work as well as possible with with uh, Pez in so many different systems, whether it be online, whether it be the animation system, whether it be the visuals, and just having the AI working with this core engine, which wasn't built for a football game. Every year we got better and better, but we had a team of people in the background working away at something far more special, looking at using user data, looking at, okay, what do the fans really love? And this is, again, like I mentioned before, when I first came in, uh, working for, for Konami, I realized stuff that I knew, which is PES 5 and PES 6. People adored those games. And then stuff that I didn't really know, PES 12 and 13 were extremely popular when they were rated by our fans on surveys. They were really high up there above PES 3 and PES 4. You know, so really Blast, surprised blaspheming. me. Blaspheming. Blaspheming. No, but, totally but, blaspheming. But, 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 but that's, <laughs> like, for me, it was a case of, like, also saying that. <laughs> but, but at the same time, also, you know, realizing, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things in these games that people love them for. So right. when you look at PES 13, you can start to look at, I think, for me, it was a lot of it was this feeling of a complete game. You know, there was 40, there's over 40 stadiums. There was a stadium editor. There was uh, a bunch of licenses. And it was a really nice, um, I think it was a really nice animation system, which was built off PES 2012, a really nice passing game. And I think the core things that people loved about those games we really looked at, obviously, PES 5 and PES 6, when we were developing this three-year plan, one of the things that I really wanted to instill into the team is this is this feeling of freshness every time you play. Because one of the things that we had in PES 15, 16, 17 is some great moments in the game and fantastic feel, responsiveness. Um, you, you know, each moment when you had the ball, you felt like, you know, you could react on what was going on. Very reactive game, never predetermined. However, a bunch of predetermined elements were in there. So I can probably use PES 17 as an example. When you look at the way that we brought in the advanced instructions and the, and the tactics, they became samey. Teams started to play the same. They weren't actually reacting to what was going on on the pitch. They were more reacting about what you've done in your tactics. The same can be said for how the AI ended up scoring the goals, obviously had a lot of feedback on crosses and things like that. So what we, what we, one of the most important things that we wanted to do for PES 18 was to create a, a game where you would start to play it and what happened on the pitch was happening because of what was being created, what space was, was being opened up. The chances that were, that were being made were based on your actions and and those moments you know if you had the ball and you suddenly beat a player there was space and you would then pass it on and you would maybe beat a player in real football you'll notice that when you have two organized teams the way you you hope to break them down is by a special goal or a, or a moment of in, individual brilliance you right. know someone takes on a man and then that creates that space and suddenly you have danger what we want to do with PES 18 is to have a game where every goal felt different. Every goal is not the same. And that was, seriously, when I look at the PS2 days and you could talk about all these different things, what kept me in love with PES those days was every match was new. The variety. Every goal I yeah, scored right. was new. Variety. 
there was no sweet spot. Sure, I remember, I remember in um, Winning Eleven Six, there was a, a bit of a sweet spot where you run sort of ninety degrees across the, the penalty area <laughs> to the far corner. Yeah, yeah, and but you know, overall on the PS2 days, there wasn't really that feeling of a sweet spot. No, and no. I think with Pez eighteen, that's what we've really strived towards and worked towards. And even now, when I'm playing Pez eighteen in the office every goal that I'm scoring is not like the last one or the yeah. one before it. Yeah. Every time I'm, I'm, I'm opening up teams or I'm getting a chance, it's because I'm creating it based on pressure and I'm hoping to get a break or a, a bubble of the ball or something. And it's not me thinking to myself, right, overlap, win back, cross the ball, right, right. put it back, shoot. It's, it's completely different now. I'll be honest with you, as a, as a fan who, since I couldn't go to E3 this year, since, so I haven't played, as a, as a fan who hasn't played uh, 2018 and only can watch you know the plethora awesomely this year all the content that's being put out there what has me most excited excited adam is uh some of the highlight vids like by guys like whedon's where it's just goal compilations because that reminds me of the ps2 days because there's a variety there nothing's looking samey that's huge for me uh just enjoying the Mm -hmm. game again is have a variety of goals and a variety of scoring methods and just having the games feel fresh so i'm excited yeah and I, I'm not sure how uh, you know uh, uh, Brian felt at E3, and there was obviously Jose was there as well and uh, Nesta. But one thing that that really made me very happy and very very you know confident about Pez 18 was during the World Tour. There was a bunch of people in the communities that I'm not going to name, but they were there at the events, whether it be UK or France or Italy, who really weren't happy with us. <laughs> Let's just say that. And they said a lot of things on social media or they said a lot of things on forums, for example. And they turned up to the events and seeing what they were saying afterwards, one of them actually said some really bad things to me on Twitter. Nice. And, <laughs> and, and, and I just kept it cool. I just kept it cool, you know, didn't, I didn't respond and say anything. He was he was so upset. He was so pissed off and threatened all sorts if the if the, if the game wasn't good. And then he came and he played it. And no joke, this guy got up and he just said to me like, "This is a completely different game to what I've been watching on the videos." And right one th- one thing is really important. What he meant by that uh, is what people miss in the in the in the videos is is really like 60-70% of what PES 18 is. The feeling. And the, it's it's the feeling, but it's the player weight. First mm. of all, it's, a, mm. it's the player weight, which you just can't feel in the video. If you see the ball whizzing around or you see players moving easily, you think, oh, it's just it's like PES 17. It's completely not. The players have got actual weight to them, the way they move and they position and the smoothness of their movement is based on where they're facing or where they're not facing. If you try to do 90 degrees, it's, it's going to be slower. Um, but also one of the most important things is, is that when the player is moving left to right, people might think it's, it's that left stick, you know, but half the time it's you pushing the left stick once and the momentum of the player taking him forward. And then when you see the shimmies and the fakes is, is down to that player's momentum going towards the ball, you as a user flicking that left stick up and down, and suddenly he starts to do shimmies. And then you do a hard press up or down the left stick, and then he shifts the ball away. Yeah. Now, that is a momentum in dribbling, which has never been in PES. 
right. never been in pairs. And you can't see that from a video. Yeah. And once, once you start PES 18 and you take the, the uh, kickoff and you control the player receiving the ball, that moment, you're literally two seconds in. That right. moment, you know it's a different game. And, and you know what? Different. The, the, the thing that – and one of the things uh, on Twitter that I had mentioned because someone – you'd read these articles uh, of people previewing – you know, the game at E3 and these articles from major gaming uh, publications. And they're like, oh, so we got to sit down for three or four games. And I'm like, wait a second. How can you make a preview of a game? Like, I had no emotion the first three or four games I played 2018 only because it felt so different that I was just trying to relearn how to play. Where I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is just so different. And then once after a few games, once you actually start to get to grips with the dribbling and the auto shielding and dude, defending now is just awesome because it's mm. such risk reward. Once you get the grips with, with that is then, then you can kind of formulate an impression. So when I was reading these impressions, I'm just like, you guys have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I was, I was there for three days, <laughs> playing eight hours straight for three days. And yeah. I loved it, man. I, 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 oh my God, I loved it. Um, it's so funny we have this outline of what to do and we're all over i know brian and i like we never prepare outlines for our uh for the podcast and now we have like where we have questions listed like we're gonna i'm gonna ask this brian's gonna list this so we'll get we'll get back to that but since the conversation's gone here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ask because i'm so curious the you know um when you talk about momentum and stuff and i know jose wanted me to ask about this too even though you say like there wasn't momentum in Pez before, so I'm, I'm I mean, um, it just it just felt like it reminds me of 2014 because that game yeah. it may not have been an actual momentum system like it sounds like there is now, but that's the last time in Pez, and you know a lot of us harder core guys in the community kind of championed that game. Obviously, it it was criticized because the response times yeah. were slower. But it definitely yeah. gave off a feeling. You're talking about the the leak, the demo that leaked. Well, especially the leak demo, but yeah. the final game still had that to a lesser extent. But um, that game certainly gave off the feeling of momentum, and and that was one of the things we really liked about it. So, like, I'm so excited yeah. to try 2018 because it sounds like you guys may have cracked the um, the code on how to mix uh, a sense of momentum with a still a proper sense of um, of uh, reaction times. Yeah, yeah. Someone actually, someone in front said to me, "It's like PES 14, but not shit." Oh my god! So, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that because so, we actually really like PES 14. Uh, it's just, it's just certain aspects of it we feel like let that game down. But to be honest, I loved the vision of that game. I just feel like it never quite got there. So that's why I'm so excited. Yeah. So excited. No, absolutely, year. and I and I completely agree with you. I think PES 14 really had a, a really good base, and I think yeah, me too. What actually came out was was not Pez, you know, we've just been speaking about what made Pez special in in um, uh, different ways. But I think one of the, one of the most important things is, is that Pez has to be responsive. It, it, it has to allow the user to, ex- to express themselves on the pitch, you know, and then you start bringing different levels of, of you know, who you're controlling and, and your team tactic, you know, that's fine. But at the core, PES has to be a responsive game, which allows you to do what you want to do. And I think PES 14 had that realism in the play away. It, it had the the vision of making something extremely realistic. I mean, if you yeah, can think back to the physicality with the right stick and you know being able to shove players and 
there's a, there's a lot of things going on there. Yeah. But I think for for Pez 18, I think there'll always be a sense of, I guess, a thread running through because it is Fox. Right, right. Um, that's true. Still, you know. So, but at the same time, I think I think for sure, Pez 18 is is the is I think the the biggest change in a positive way to a Pez game. Since probably um, Pez Pez three to to Pez two. That is such a cool uh, it, thing for you to say because I, I, I you said that on Twitter. And, yeah, uh, I was I, that really that made me excited. I'm still excited. Yeah, I remember that because what happened was Pez two, I absolutely adored. I remember uh, a few of my friends were at uni and I wasn't at uni and and I used to go to their dorm and I used to play uh, Pez two quite a lot and I was quite quite good at it and i remembered i i really mastered the r2 uh half sprint dribble so back in those days you had the sprint and the normal and then you had something in between right and um and i used to use that to sort of use it in a way where i'd be going straight up against the opponent and do a an r2 diagonal and just sort of whiz away a little bit or just have that sort of start of a of a burst now that was gone in pez 3 Right. Because there was all this new, uh, you know, dribbling motion, new 45 degrees, 90 degrees dribbling. And I just, it was first week, change, I, thought, yeah. I thought the game was awful. <laughs> I remember I remember not seeing that on EvoWeb. I remember hearing everybody loving it and then me just not wanting to go on the forum and say this is bad. Because I thought everyone was just going to jump on me. But I, I really couldn't get to grips with it. And I think that was one of the first games that I actually went through all the training drills and actually tried to understand how the, how the actual dribbling worked. And then once I got used to it, I realized how to sort of turn defenders in and out is by shimmying one way, you know, using the 45 degrees. And then that will throw them off. And then I could burst away. And I, through learning the game that I that I realized and that made me always think about Pez 3 because I remember there was a first Pez for all of them where I had to completely relearn up until then I think the next time I had to do it was probably Pez 5 but only in a defensive sense because Pez 5 used to punish you like crazy whenever you sort of went in with a with a tackle mm-hmm. that was it you'd get a free kick straight away and and so that made you learn a little bit more um but yeah I think for me Pez 18 it's going to shock a lot of people. They're not going to, they're seeing the videos and they, and I don't think they understand how different of a football game it is. So when people send me feedback of, of issues that they've seen in videos, I, it, I completely turn off. Like, because I'm thinking to myself, I know I say it every year, play the game, but this is like one of those years where you really have to listen to me this year. Like you really have to play the game because this is one of those fresh starts for the game, for the series. And the videos really don't do it justice, but we've been super confident with the game. We know it's shit hot. So we've been letting everybody, <laughs> everybody and their, and their friends come and capture it, take videos. We, we, we went on the world tour. We were like, yeah, just do what you want. We've not even asked for like, you know, seeing the videos uh, just before they uh, bring it out. We've just said, nah, just, just, you know, put them out. It's fine. You know, we're, we're so happy with the game and we've, we've got a real, strong sense of confidence that I've not seen in this company for since I joined. Like everybody is 
so confident. And it's very different. You don't really get that, certainly from my experience with a Japanese company. The culture's not like that. They're not confident. They're very shy people. They're quite reserved. When they've, when they've struck gold with something, even when I've been like, wow, guys, you've nailed it. They're like, oh, great. You know, thank you. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, well, this year they're a bit like, yes, we have kind of thing. You know, I it's a lot it. more confidence going on. Right. I, I get a lot of um, people that who have DM me who are, who have played the game, especially on the world tour, have also said the same things that I've said to you when I was at E3, which is basically, don't fuck it up. Because yeah, so many yeah. people have actually, they're so impressed, especially with the pace of the game. I hear a lot of people have been going to Masuda and, and saying, literally, do not change the pace of the game. <laughs> which, is pretty yeah, cool, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we we um, I, I mentioned this to you, B, actually soon after because you went on this big rant to me on WhatsApp where you were just like, "I'm going to kill you, kill you." I'm yeah, you, all that you went crazy, right? And, oh, you're the guy like, oh, that crap. Adam was talking about that was making threats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I literally was because somebody, <laughs> had somebody said somebody said something like, um, uh, "Somebody called me a liar on Twitter and and something like that." I, I I'm just like I kissed Konami's ass. I was like, "You don't know me." Like the amount of shit I give Adam and a sim, like you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's they really yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It gets a little bit scary sometimes. But um, <laughs> one of the things was is that um, when we actually had Pez eighteen, if I was going to be honest, there was only one thing that we were worried about, and that was the pace of the game. So what I mean by we were worried is that we weren't too sure what people were going to say uh, because it's such a big difference to seventeen. Right. So. 17 was pretty much end-to-end, you attack, I attack, and there was no, there was nothing going on. There was no build-up play, which again, in the videos for, for Pez 18, you might not get a sense of that, but really, there's a lot of skill going on in those videos to get from A to B. Right. It is a challenge. Um, now, with Pez 18, it's, it's so much slower. And me and Teyasan we're doing the, the E3 surveys uh, with Andre as well from, from the US office. And we were looking at the survey questions and we were, we were happy with all the questions, but we were really worried about the pace question. And we sort of said to ourselves, this is the one where it's going to dictate really what we do going forward. So come to E3 and the first demos that we had, we had a live stream the first day and the first hour, I think B, you were in, and quite a few people started to come in in terms of press. And they started playing the game and everybody was really happy. And we were like, okay, this is okay then. And then at the end of the show, we got all the survey results. Now, the, you know, a pace wasn't the top rated thing actually, but everything was really highly rated. So we were all super, super pleased. Number one actually was the ball physics. Yeah, uh, again, maybe... Yeah, maybe something that you really can't can't take in on the video. Right. I, I the think ball, you can, though. To be honest with you, I I noticed yeah. a huge difference from last year to this year. Once again, I know I'm probably crazy, but they look more like 2014, which I actually thought out of the last mm. four years was a real strong point of 2014 yeah. was the ball physics because I feel like the ball got a little kind of heavy and looked like it was sliding on the ground. It just I just wanted to say I think that I think that that actually does come across in the video. The ball physics That's are really, good. really good. I mean, one of the things is, is, that, is that it's so different. Right, and, right. 
and um, and it's so real. And one thing that you perhaps don't realise, maybe, is <laughs> when the player is dribbling with the ball and moving with the ball, the ball is always alive. So mm. you'll notice sometimes when the player takes a first touch when, when the ball is coming onto him, it sometimes won't go straight in front of him. It'll maybe curve to the right a little bit because he hasn't taken the perfect, uh, the perfect touch. When, when you're dribbling with the ball and you want to go to an angle, you'll see the player kind of shift his body to try and get the ball more on the side that you're hoping for him to get to. But he won't do it automatically like in uh, you know, uh, Pair 17, for example. It's much more freer. And all the ricochets and the passing and the way the, the, the ball actually reacts is completely different. So that one, I think, shocks a lot of people. And then number two was actually game pace. It was super highly rated, which really made us happy. Uh, and I think from there, I don't think anybody has to be concerned about it in terms of what we're going to do with the pace of the game because we're not touching it. Uh, when um, just this week we started to get the Gamescom building and me and Asim were actually playing it quite a lot. And one of the, one of the cool things is, is that we were playing it and we both kind of said that we have to relearn certain, certain elements because they've brought in a lot of um, animation between animation, if you know what I mean. And there's, there's just a feeling of so much, it's, it's, it's just so polished now that some of the things that were happening or, or emerging... Oh, you're melting were, my heart, man. And you're, not, you're also <laughs> knocking off my bullet points to ask you about, but you're melting my heart. So you're talking... <laughs> let, me, let me just... Are you talking about transition animations, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, transition animations. A lot of them actually going in. There was... I'm but so actually an, an abundance of like, stuff that I hadn't seen before. You know, and that's a really good sign of the animation because I've obviously played a hell of a lot of the E3 build probably since April, March... And then just seeing now a newer build come in and see. So you had to relearn like from the E3 build to this current build. Well, it's a different feeling. Yeah, for right. sure. Because now the players are taking different kinds of, of actual touches from, from a first touch, for example, getting a pass in, how they take it down. That's um, so awesome. Even, even like little things that are opening up. Like I, I didn't score this goal, but I nearly scored a goal with Suarez where I put a ball through for him. And it hit, a, it hit a Dortmund defender and ricocheted into Suarez's path. But because he was running straight, the ball slowed down. So then I had to sort of do a 90-degree run straight up the pitch to catch up with the ball, if you know what I mean, because I was a little bit in, in front. And at the same time, the goalkeeper started to come out. So we're both going towards the ball, but I'm coming on, you know, from his right side, running onto it. And I go to shoot. And the way that he actually ran onto the ball with a side foot, I've never seen before in Pez. That's awesome. And he was trying to dig it out, and I actually hit it. It went through the keeper's legs as he came to dive out, but it hit the back leg. So he kind of semi-saved it. And the ball, it took a lot of pace, the ball. So he sort of saved it, got up, and then went back and uh, picked it up. But, like, the biggest feeling, I think, of, of a difference from E3 is actually where the mistakes would happen. So, for example, when there was an error in the game, like there was a ricochet or the players stopped or they didn't sense the ball was there kind of thing, or you know, like really early game bugs. And with those bugs gone, there was just this different feeling of, of the game because now everybody's tuned on, everyone's aware of what's going on, no one's kind of stuck in animation, a lot more fluid, and things are opening up a lot more. But also, 
in terms of the the defensive side as well. So, you know, even the fact, in my opinion, i.e. 3-player change had to be worked on a little bit still. It was, still was kind of changing to, you know, certain players that might not have been in the best position or it might be a little bit random, whereas now it felt like, yep, yeah, it should be going to him, it should be going to him. A lot more awareness level, being able to control the defensive side a little bit more. It just felt like, especially when you're playing a multiplayer, it felt like it was much more of a close, challenging game than it did when you were at E3, where maybe certain bugs or certain things that, that, that actually happened allowed for certain goals to be scored. Awesome. Hmm. <laughs> Brian, nice. we're, we're like halfway down these lists. Um, I love how we're jumping around. Adam, um, there was one, one con- not even a concern, but one question that kept coming up on, on Twitter, which was to talk about the three-year plan that you, were, that you guys have been talking about in the development leading up to 2018. So just to make it really clear, where does 2018 fit into that three-year cycle and two-part question, and what does that mean for next year? <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't really want to go into it too much, but PES 18 is the, is the start of of this new three-year plan oh it is um, it's okay awesome it's it's the, it's the start of it yeah okay because i think um, there was some commute yeah a lot of people seem people. to think yeah they seem to think the 2018 is the culmination point so that's right. good that's good to get clarification on that yeah no actually because pez 18 again i have to keep saying this and people once they play the beta which oh my god it's 12 days away jesus amazing um when they when they actually play it they'll get everything what i'm saying about it being a completely different game uh, so it's very different to 15, 16, and 17. No matter what you think of the videos, I don't care. Uh, even sure. though the beat is not to be judged uh, in terms of gameplay, people will obviously judge it. But at the same time, we're not stupid. We wouldn't put a shit game out for, on a beta uh, and let you guys all judge it and hate it. We know you're going to love it anyway. But we don't want you to judge the gameplay because we've got a demo coming out later, which is going to be more polished and and so forth. The the beta is 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 all about you know the online quality, the testing. Even if you're having a shit time one day, please keep logging in because you're going to help us improve. So I really want that to be put across to everybody. So that's the focus of the beta. But for Pez 18 is a brand new game. It's the start of the new three year cycle. One thing that people will get once they play it is me saying we want to shock you this year. And I think when you play it, you'll be shocked. You'll be surprised about how good it looks, how good it moves, and how good it plays. What we want to do in the next three years is shock you every year. So me, in terms of how we're working right now, what we've entered into is um, actually something that, that reminds me more about Ubisoft days where we were working on multiple projects at a time. Um, so I'm kind of... I'm not alien to it, uh, but it's, this is a little bit different. It's a little bit harder, uh, but we we are working on multiple uh, uh, projects all the time, but in a way where it started a good two, three years ago. So it was kind of planning, building the foundation to get to 18, and now also with 19, we're not working on it alongside 18. We were also looking at it you know, a few years ago as well. So the next three years have been planned in advance Damn. and, and we're, we're extremely excited though. But I, you know, one of the, I think one of the best things about saying that we've got a three year plan is actually 
that confidence it gives people that we're building something, you know. Mm-hmm. I And this is the part that, again, really annoys me sometimes when I get told on on social media about Pez sales. Oh, dude, I keep getting, like, messages every now and again about, oh, you know, FIFA sells more than Pez. Dude. It always did. Well done. <laughs> well, no, like, seriously, I, I really hope you get a share of their sales because, <laughs> I, I mean, because, uh, you, you, you know, because you really care that, that much. I think for when you're, uh, you know, in a business, you're always trying to do the best you can so you can keep making the next game. I mean, that was certainly the case when I was working in, uh, you know, uh, different teams uh, with different games where you didn't really know if there was going to be a future in the series. And you always worked really hard to make sure that you could make that next one. Um, with Pez, I think we can forget about those conversations now. I mean, we've been here for over 20 years. I think we're going to stay. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. And thankfully, I'm so, so grateful to the fans because, again, you know, something that I learn more as I work for Konami, the the more I move up, I see more of the data. Uh, What's really important is that I see more of the actual in-game data. So people playing the game. I see what they're doing. I see what they like doing and what they don't like. I see what they like to use and what they don't use. And I can get that data. And and, I, and then we do our surveys and things. So these are the people that have just kept us alive for all these years. And we're, we're doing really well with PES. And that actually allows us to do a three-year plan. You can never do a three-year plan with a game that wasn't doing well. So mm-hmm. again, I really wanted to say that because I wanted to make sure everybody understands that we as a company are so invested in making this series amazing um, and building for the future, not just taking it one year each year. Let, let me ask you a question, uh, building off that three-year cycle. What is, so this is the start of another three-year cycle. What is the ethos of that cycle? Because one of, one of the, like I always, I always when, when you brought up the sales comment, I always kind of tell people, dude, like the thing is FIFA and Pez, they have totally different ethos. Like it feels like they're not even competing with one another because you know mm. one game is doing one thing and one game is trying to achieve another thing. With the start of that, this three-year cycle, what is kind of – are you trying to achieve more of a simulation? Are you trying to achieve that PS2 style of you know like an arcade-ish game with simulation elements? Like what kind of – what's kind of the ethos going forward? Well, I think with, with uh, Pez 18 – the ethos was to really put those PS2 games to bed. And I think that was the focus for PS18. And I think for 19 and 20 and moving forward, it's to to really start start something fresh and new with PS18 being the new king, being the game that everyone goes on about. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So really what we're trying to do in the next three years is change the perception. That's the biggest thing. And certainly from from my side, working with the game, um, working with with the amazing dev team, it's our focus to make the best game, no matter what. Now, you might ask my brand director, who's the business guy, and he might say, oh, yeah, we want to catch up on sales. You know, it's just a a different person that you're asking. But in terms of the guys who are working on the game, we all we want to do is make the best Pez ever. And with 18, we strongly b- 
we strongly believe that. I remember having conversations a few years ago at, at one of the Champions League finals, and we had two of the developers there which don't usually go to the final. I remember it was Ajima-san and a guy called Setua-san. And both of them were kind of animation, match presentation guys. And they, they went to the Champions League final with a notepad and pen. <laughs> nice. They were taking notes during the final. They were taking notes of various going on. The night before, we went for a meal with, uh, with them and we were speaking about how to, you know, we always have these kind of conversations, but these two are the guys who who go in and, 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 and they do all the work, if you know what I mean. And we were discussing about all these different PES games, what they did well, you know, and and we were talking about, I mean, uh, I'll give you a, a very fast example. That that viewpoint in uh, PES 13 was actually one of the one of the most requested things to, to actually uh, uh, bring back to PES, that, wow, that smaller really, player. It's interesting. Yeah, smaller player, bigger bigger pitch, mm-hmm. and and we were looking at various things. Uh, one of the the core movement in terms of the shimmying and the and, and and the way a player moves from a ball from a shift of his body actually comes from a really high, um, sorry, a really positive feedback from Pez Eleven, the Pez Eleven dribbling system of sh- shifting. 45 degrees 90 degrees was really highly ranked with with fans so that mm. obviously is obviously you know pez 18 is far far beyond that but if you look at if you start to break down the basic movement of a player running from left to right and then shifting with it you know with a bit of a shimmy to the left and go back to pez 11 and see how players turn inside outside you'll see similarity there it's not the same but it's that vision. What's, it's that bringing the, the best bits. Was 2011 the first game to... I know it took a little longer for you guys to come to, like, to say, th- to actually call it 360-degree dribbling. Because 2010 yeah. was, was not, I remember. Um, but was but 2011, was that the first game? To, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was kind of the right, bridge yeah. between them. It was around that time period. That's really interesting, actually, yeah. though. That's really interesting. Yeah. Very Pez cool. 11 was, the, was, like, the first big change of... In terms of the gameplay, yeah, the passing uh, system. People, some of the people still love that. I'd love to talk about that once we get to passing. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah, I love, I love the passing in in, in Pez Eleven as well. It was, it was one of my favorite things for sure. It was great, but yeah. So you know, for the, for the next three years, what what we want to do is I want to hear what everyone thinks about eighteen, and I strongly believe that everyone will will put this as their number one Pez game. Because I do, and that's the mm. most important thing. Like I know it sounds really, really weird, but as a fan, I play Pez eighteen, and I know this is the one. one that's of the, awesome. One that's of the main awesome. one. One of the main reasons is just just on a on a personal viewpoint. Back on those PS two days, there was this feeling that you know everything that I was um, everything everything that was actually happening on the pitch with the controller was what would be happening in, in real life. It would be the player. I remember in those days when AC Milan, hey B, AC Milan, when they were great. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. I, I, I had those amazing players and, and I could get the ball with Kaká 25 yards out, you know, smash into top corner only with him. 
and I'd feel the same with Seedorf, and I'd feel this, you know, the the tackling prowess of Gattuso and Nesta. It it just felt like I miss those players it, so much. <laughs> yeah, but but it it allowed those those uh, players to actually really really come alive. But one really important thing alongside that gameplay and that player feel was everything going around the pitch, which means how it looked, which meant how the players moved, how they passed the ball, the animation for the dribbling, the confidence in the goalkeepers. Everything felt like it was top end. It was cutting edge. It was exactly what you wanted Pez to be along with the gameplay. Pez 18 is the first Pez game in countless years, I don't know how many years, as a fan where I've played it and I don't worry about I don't worry about FIFA. I don't worry about, oh, but, you know, FIFA's got this animation system. It's got this presentation. The keepers move like this. The, you know, the, the, the feeling of the game is, is probably a little bit better in a different football game or it wasn't as good as the, as, you know, the, the PES and the PS2. This is the year where I'm not even looking left or right or over my shoulder. I'm focused on PES 18. And as a fan, I know that is a very different feeling to, to all the previous years with Pez. I feel like I'm, we've got everything in this game now. And the feeling for me with animation has been something that's bugged me for so many years because I've always felt that Pez on PS2, the animation was wonderful, even though it was so limited. Absolutely. Because it was, cause it was perfect fitting. Yeah, because it was, I mean, even the little things, like I remember in um, Winning Eleven Ten when they actually brought in the 90-degree dribble shimmy for the players with the higher dribbling stat, when they brought that in, it was like me thinking, oh, these guys get it. It feels absolutely amazing. Now there's like a a different layer. Again, all these new uh, running animations, how the players dribble differently, all this meant so much. And I don't think Pez has been cutting edge or the feeling that, yeah, this is the best it can get for a long time. And Pez 18's got that with this incredible gameplay, this incredible feel to it. I mean, I started mastering, guys. I'm lost. I am completely lost in this game. And I, as a fan, it's, it's, it's amazing to see us get here. And I really can't wait till all the, all the core fans actually get there. I'm getting get goosebumps. I, I, I seriously have got goosebumps right now. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you was yeah. – uh, you're testing Master League right now by your tweets that you've sent out. How yeah. is Master League coming along this year? It's fucking beautiful. I'm really <laughs> getting lost in it. It's it's. I hope that's a back the most, back of the box quote. Yeah. Master League is fucking beautiful, Adam Batty. The most yeah, <laughs> but the most important thing is that is that everyone knows is that that's my baby. That's literally what I played when I played pairs, and I love it to bits. And the 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 biggest challenge for me is to keep the team focused on Master League. Now, they always improve it every year, but really pushing for the, f- for the big changes is always a challenge because mm-hmm. we've got, again, we've got user data. You know, people are playing Master League, but dude, the, everyone's playing my club. Yeah. So like, so we, we have to make sure that we're looking after my club and then we do want to start thinking about, you know, doing new modes and obviously we did bring back uh, random selection mode training oh. mode oh, excuse me i'm sorry <laughs> yeah 
Training mode is is what you mentioned as well at E three, and and you still mention it. But I want to see that integrated in Master League. In fairness, in fairness, the reason the reason I mentioned training mode at E three was because the game is so different. That's a good point. You can't see that in videos. That it almost you it almost felt like like my first four or five games playing twenty eighteen felt like training. You know what I mean? Because I was relearning. Well. Adam said it perfectly. He said when he went from Pez 2 to Pez 3, he didn't like it at first, and he saw everybody else was liking it, so he went into training mode to learn the systems. I think that was such a cool point to think about now for the future. Not that you guys haven't done that. I'm sure you have, but that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's... I think it's just more of a challenge of like, you know, resource when we've done so much to right. No, I understand. And then trying to do everything else, but you know, all these things that, that people mention are always being being looked at, you know, you don't see it in one year, you might see it in, in the next year. But but B, someone asked me the same question, and do you want to hear my uh, marketing answer? Yes. Oh, here we go. go <laughs> so, someone, so someone asked me this, and I said, well, with Pez 18 being so fresh and new, even the existing training mode will seem like a new experience. Ooh. Oh. Oh. You're so see, corny. That's, yeah, that's, see, that's when you know. That's when you know you've got someone who's answering questions, who's a marketing guy. And when you right. see me on interviews, I don't sound like that because I'm just speaking. And and I think, for me, honestly, I loved that old training mode. I loved the little bullseyes and stuff like that. I was I was right. all about it. And even this one has those elements in it. Yeah. But that feeling of the previous one, to be fair, I've not actually touched Pez 18 training mode yet. So I do need to have a look at that and see if it does actually feel different. Adam, you. I'm going to take this opportunity. Yeah. If B gets to request L1 stepovers all the time, I have yeah. one official request, whether it gets paid attention to or not. One official request. I'm, I'm sure you'll remember this. Do you remember in training mode um, you could pause and rewind? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, and that blew my mind. Not not the fact that you could pause and rewind. What but what blew my mind was that I would hit a cross. I free training. I would hit a cross, pause it in the middle to set that point, and then let it play and try and finish the cross, and then rewind to where the ball was already in the air again, and play it again, and get different outcomes from the same cross, different ways of mm. finishing it. That like pr- right, that okay. proved to me how good the gameplay was, how how much variation was in the game and if, if you guys ever do it you know a more in-depth training mode or whatever i would just love to see that feature come back because uh it really allowed you to practice any point you wanted over and over and over again you know it was so cool number yeah two, no it's number two on the list charles relax buddy. i know i want step overs <laughs> comes first i know yeah I know. no like i mean but at the same time when when i'm playing master league now even though it is a mode that that does get the intention, I always still want more. You know, I still yeah, want them to do more. But right now, when I'm actually playing it and you do have your preseason tournament and then you... I mean, one thing that I love is that things just feel a lot different in the in the mode right now. So, for example, I got a few training injuries um, in the game. Um, the AI is is more aggressive in trying to sign your players. So... In the first two weeks, I had like something like six or seven offers for my players. I mean, it just felt like it was a lot more alive. The new menu that you see uh, in the in Pez 17, there was these images of what was going on in the previous game and so forth. 
but there's they're a lot more varied now. So when you're linked to a player, when you don't sign him, those kind of um, images are different. You'll see players in their uh, training gear and things like that. The new cutscenes are great in the locker rooms and and just before matches. Um, I think it just feels alive. But most importantly, when I'm actually playing the matches, I feel a difference with the teams. There's there's not that um, feeling that they're all going to play the same way. You know, a lot of it is down to the fact, obviously, the game has changed, right? Right. And mm-hmm. the fact that we've taken out that what people called an exploit with the you know, crossing and heading. And when you played Pez on Superstar, you would get that quite a lot. No matter what level the team was, they would always end up trying to, you know, score a certain type of goal. A lot of people said to me the low shots into the corner were always perfect, you know, things like that. Um, whereas, obviously, brand new game, brand new feeling, those things are not happening. B mentioned the the new defensive system. You can really control that side of the game now in this game. So even the... I mean, even the worst teams aren't going to really hurt you, but they could have a set piece. I think the I think the challenge with the, with those bad teams is actually getting that first goal, because they they literally are so good defensively because they defend so so deep. That's about breaking them down. But once you get the first one, things open up. You know, things like that. I get a sense of feeling in Masterly because it's a friend, uh, 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 a fresh new game that. It just feels to me, it's it's that feeling of the old Master League that you got when you were younger. You had all the time in the world to, to actually play. Let, let me ask you a question uh, with regards to Master League, and it has to tie in with um, you know team ID and individuality and whatnot. So it seems like there was a shift, I guess, in the middle of the PS3 era. So back in the day, if you remember, you know, the PS2 AI was was it had it had varied AI, and then it, it was it was more focused on. I'm talking about the CPU. It was more focused on the individuality of players. So, you know, Ronaldinho, Zidane, Henri. When you were going up against them, you really felt like you were playing against them. And then there was that kind of shift, which was which a lot of people really wanted, and I was definitely one of them. And we we talked about it a, lo- a while ago. How there was a shift to sort of a team ID and team styles because the PS2 days, it, it was kind of getting um, stale in a sense that none of the teams really had an identity. They would just get the ball to their star players and let the star players make something happen. And so then there was that shift up until we have now with, with team ID and team styles. And up until now, I, I didn't get a chance. I only played like one or two games against the AI, so I didn't get a chance. You've always been playing in Master League. Do you think we'll ever have that balance? Because it, it feels like the individuality from the CPU over the past few years ha- hasn't been what it was in the PS2 days. So if Henri was like the best player, the hardest player to defend against in the PS2 days, that would technically be like trying to defend Messi now. And that Messi should, you should be like scared shitless when Messi gets the ball in your final third. Uh, and the AI is is controlling him, and I'm just wondering, is it possible to have the best of both worlds there, or is one kind of more emphasized than the other because of coding? I'm just not sure how it works. Is that something that can can be achieved now or in the future? Yeah, I think it, I think it definitely can. One of the things that I will say to you is that one of the one of the the real strengths of Pez 18 is 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 being able to 
show you or give you the the sense of ability of different uh, players, but right. with their different skill sets. I mean, just to give you an example, you could play three four three with any team in the game, but when you uh, play against uh, Dortmund in the in the E3 build, you'll you'll see this different level because you've got Royce. Aubameyang and Dembele as a front three, and now and you know normally a, a three four three won't be that dangerous, but when you have a ball over the top, and you've got the pace back in the game now, which is which is really important. And I think what you uh, mentioned before about not not wanting to rush in anymore because people can just get get away from you now. And I think when you play with those kind of players, the concern is perhaps not on an individual level, but on a collective level. Because with Dortmund, any ball over the top, you're just completely done for. So the fear and, and that and where it where it comes from, I think is is more team based. But at the same time, you will a hundred percent get very concerned when a Bumiang is running at you. For sure, you will see Neymar do a bunch of tricks against you. You will know the stronger players from the less stronger players in the game. But just regarding going back to the PS2 and what it gave you, I think they were simpler times, B. And I right. think what they actually, what was what was emphasised just was a lot bigger because there's a lot less going on. Um, I mean, I've, I've actually gone back recently myself and, and actually played those, you know, PES 6 and, and uh, PES 5 games and they hold up extremely well. But one thing that, that they're not very good at is team positioning. Uh, one thing that I noticed in PES 6 is a huge gap between midfield and defence. And most of the time, your left-back or right-back would be playing you on side. I'm not doing blasphemy here. I'm just trying to say that things right. kind of have shifted and moved. And what we perhaps saw as not an issue, uh, or back then where we perhaps didn't see any issues. I mean, my first game on PES 6, I got the ball to my midfielder uh, and I passed it all the way up to the striker right up, up to the edge of the D and there was this huge gap and he was just literally, I could turn the defender and get a shot off. You know, these are the kind of things that we don't remember, but we kind of put with or we didn't see as an issue back then. And I think right. now things are just much, um, there's a lot more going on, but I do know that it's something that we are actually working on quite a lot for the future in many ways, not just in, you know, how the team plays or the actual player plays, but certain circumstances that happen during a game which will affect how a team reacts to it as well. I love how you right. brought up going back to PS2 PES and playing the games because a lot of us, myself included, um, we go back and do that. Brian's been playing Winning Eleven Six yesterday. I know because he was on Twitter and I know because it's my copy of Winning Eleven Six. and He's going <laughs> to send it back to me nice. one of these days, that asshole. As soon as I send Which it, one? Once uh, I got 2018, it, I'll send it back it to you. Winning 11-6 International was the first game to come to the United States, so it was actually winning. It would have been PES 2. No. Oh, yes. 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 Yep, it would have been yep. PES 2 in England. So right. Nice. Um, yeah, he's going to send that back to me. But anyway, besides that, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're going back and playing those games too. And my question was, I don't know if it's something you can answer, but because um, we've been talking about PS2 and, the, and now. We've, we're talking so much more about PS2 than I ever thought we would on this <laughs> podcast, which is really cool because I, sometimes I feel like, you know, we're older now, you know, we, we remember it, but a lot of new gamers don't. And that's fine because they just, they're younger and they didn't have those games, so that they're just younger. But um, what does, can you, 
elaborate a little bit on like what what about the guys in Japan, the dev team? Like, how do they feel about the old PS2 games? Because um, obviously, a lot of us feel like obviously tech has come a long way, and in those it was simpler times. I'm sure much simpler coding, but there was a beautiful balance in a lot of those games. And how do they feel about looking backwards for inspiration? as to what worked well and how can we make a modern day version of what worked well then? Because it sounds like with 2018, you just said you want to put those games to bed. You want this to be the go-to Pez game, which sounds awesome. So how does, how does the Japanese dev team feel about that? And do you, do you know anything about that? Yeah, well, they absolutely love it. Obviously they're the ones who made it and they're still extremely proud. You know, when someone, when a lot of people talk about those, those PS2 games, um, they they get very very happy with it, but awesome. obviously there's a there's a challenge there as well. Um, part of the original crew is is Hatsumi San, who you might have seen a lot earlier on. I think on the on the PS3 uh, on the yeah PS3 days. I think he was sort of more going to the games events and stuff, but he's still there, and he is one of the original. Uh, uh, members of the people who made uh, Winning Eleven. So um, that is so awesome. That's stuff like we never hear about. I think that is so cool. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's so many amazing people, though. Yeah. In yeah. in the dev team. And I am just a mouthpiece, mate. I I am <laughs> nothing compared to those guys because that's the truth. Because I, whenever I go, I, I go to Tokyo and I sit down with the team, I am just like a huge fan, right? My I'm smiling. I'm I'm totally in awe of these amazing people who have, who have built this game, but not obviously not all of them have been there since since the first days and since the since the PS2 days. But but a lot of them have or or were there soon after, if you know what I mean. And um, and I think a lot of them, we had really long discussions about how we were going to take Pez onto the PS4 and Xbox One. And it was around that time where we were building all these plans, you know, for the future, for PES 15, for PES 18. And we were, we were all we were talking about was these, these magic moments in, in the PS2 days. And don't forget, you know, one of the reasons why I was brought on to the team initially was as my role with the community was to kind of be that link, to kind of bring over what I'd learn and what the fans have always said and kind of informed them and give them that information of what, what, why people loved the, the PS2 games. Right. And I think from there, things just worked, you know, it was like, and, and that's why one thing that I'm not sure if, if I've said it on this podcast, but I've definitely said it somewhere else, but I thank everybody who, who, has always spoken to me or interacted with me because whether they realize it or not, they've made Pez because a hundred percent. One of the coolest things is, is I started as a community manager and within a couple of years going on to European brand manager and going on to European product manager and going on to global product and brand manager. This movement has been, has been because whatever I've been saying is working, Right. And the only reason why it's working is because I'm literally getting all my info from all you guys. And, and, and that's the truth because everything that we, that I feed back or everything that any idea that I have or what I say we should try and go for. And if it works, it's not because I had the idea myself. It's just over the years of listening to people, listening to the fans, you know, 
growing up with Pez, uh, doing WMB, everything has sort of come to this. So when when we started working on Pez 15, that was obviously I joined just when Pez 14 was locked. It was February time, so we were kind of ramping up. So the game was kind of set. But my main purpose for that year was to build towards 15 and to really educate the team, or not educate, but, you know, just to give my input to to make sure that they understood what was happening from from the from the fan side you know why perhaps pes 14 wasn't great but also why pes you know what pes 15 needed to be and what the future needed to be by looking at these previous games so right all i did for the first year was talk about ps2 games you know um, <laughs> that's seriously great. that's awesome but actually show them a lot of videos um of 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 the movement and animation of the of the actual players, um, explaining to them about the fact that animations not only have to be realistic but they have to be cool as well. I think that's you know sometimes you want to see a real animation, but you really want it to look good. And just like right. I think that's what the PS2 PES games did did really well. That all the animations just looked really cool. So whenever you saw them, you're like, yeah, that's cool. That's nice. That looks nice. And it's just that feeling, okay, what is cool? You know, it's just it's just, you know, your opinion, right? But you have to try and show them as much as possible in in visual terms. And yeah, we we spoke <laughs> a lot about it and and getting back to those days or getting back to those uh, days of the PS2 games being great and then bringing it into the future, it was obviously going to take 3-4 years, you know. And mm-hmm. I think with with PES 18 think we've got enough of that um if not all of it seriously i do think this one this game eclipses that feeling because i've not had that feeling where now i've been working on pez now for a long time but me just coming into the office now every day excited it's been a long time seriously i'm not i don't mean to be a dick because obviously i'm excited <laughs> every day <laughs> i was really you, you know it's so funny sad. yeah i have i you know it's funny i had this question it, it this is literally like what i wrote down in my notes to ask you Everyone knows your job is to promote the game over the past few years, and you've stated that you really liked the game that was coming out that year. And I think yeah. some people may say, well, we can't really tell if Adam genuinely likes the game or he's just doing his fucking job. So <laughs> yeah. I saw him at E3, and maybe because I got to speak with him firsthand, but it feels different this year. You seem like a kid in the fucking like, candy store. And yeah. my question was, like, do you actually feel this year is something special? And obviously... Like you can tell that you do. So, no, yeah, yeah. but um, at the same time, again, it's it's just my opinion. But fifteen, Pez fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen weren't weren't bad games for me. They were right. really good games. If you saw a flaw in them or whatever, but on a baseline level, you play one match on those games, you're going to have a lot of fun. Um, seventeen, sixteen, and fifteen for me, all of them gave a real special feeling. Well, now, I'm not for a, a baseline of- fan, motherfucker. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, but, no, like, I love you, it. I love it. I'm just fucking, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, for me, so every year when I was bringing those games up, I could see a lot of good things in them. And that's the truth. So I, it's not that I'm lying to you every year. Right. No, I hear for you. Sure, for sure, it's my job to, right. to make I'm sure just, that I am. And I just want to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, but seriously, come on. I mean, we're just being straight with each other. Right. I don't want people to think that. I'm now shitting on the previous games, whether they ag- agree with that or not. Right. I I think that they're good games. So when I was saying that, that's what I felt. But hopefully, I do hope 
that this year when I'm talking about it, it is, as you say, be very, very different. I mean, mm. this is like a real magic moment. And I'm so happy that I'm telling you this 12 days before people can actually play it. Yeah, because that's cool. the difference, I think. And I mean, the online beta, I should say as well, is another sense of confidence. Because even though we are testing the online, the oh. dev team are doing it because they feel the test is going to go well. Don't get me right. We're not going to do an online beta test if it's the same fucking netcode as last year, for example. <laughs> you know, we're not going to do that. Right. We're not stupid. So we we feel like we've made enough changes to online already that it's going to go well now if something goes if if things fuck up or there's nothing that's quite right then we can work on it and that's the whole point of doing the beta but we're doing the beta initially because we feel confident yeah uh, one, one of the things uh i know charles was going to ask you was the beta is 12 days away what how do they? How does people sign up for that? Is there going to be an announcement to that? How how is that going to work? So, from my understanding, um, and when we went through the submissions recently, this mm -hmm. beta is just going to appear online. It's going to appear on the store. Sorry, so there is no ah. th there is no registration required. Uh, the registration, um, I would really hope when it's when it's open, people register because we are going to have some registrations, but that's just to collect feedback. Right. Gotcha. So we obviously are going to get feedback ourselves from 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 everyone playing, but we're going to do we're going to let people also do the surveys as well. I mean, what what we want is is everyone to register, and then once the beat is over, we'll be sending out a bunch of surveys to everybody. Gotcha. Do you know and if that, it's going to? Oh, sorry, go ahead, B. No, go go ahead, Charles. I was just going to ask you, Adam, if you knew if it was going to be a capped. Uh, Sorry, I can't say beta. I want to. <laughs> if it's going to be a cap beta. Um, no, 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 no. You don't apologize for anything. <laughs> it's, our, it's our stupid American accents. Um, do, you, do you know if it'll be a capped event, so only a certain number of people will get in, or if it's completely open? Because I don't know much about how betas work. Um, that's, that's a really good question. Um, okay, so I've, I've had this conversation. Um, it, we might uh, cap it. Um, based on the amount of people that are playing. Right. So the reason is, is that we've got a few million spaces available where... It's not so to funny anything. to say that, but that's like, it's so amazing, yeah. the numbers. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. But I think that's going to get eaten up real quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if yeah. I'm honest with you, I would... I mean, that, I know I'm speaking to Is that going to go live at like 12 a.m. on the 20th, is it? Brian, no you, Brian, you and I want to get in, so let's give them. Let's give us like an hour. Let's uh, let's delay the <laughs> announcement today by an hour. So. <laughs> uh, give us like text me like fifteen minutes beforehand. <laughs> no, dude. Actually, it's it's whenever the stores update. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. We don't really know. It's it's the same with the actual demos as well. We don't. Gotcha. We never know when they go live. So it's it's whenever Sony put it up. So um, usually, when we have announcements or new things on the store usually around midday uh, in that uh, time zone, if you know what I mean. So I'm not really sure how it's going to be in uh, different countries. Um, but it's just going to be live. From what I've got told from Sony and from Microsoft, people don't need plus or gold. Nice, so nice. I'd, that's what they told me. Last, This has happened to other publishers in the past, and it's not been the case, even though they've been telling everybody that, it, you know, 
that they were told it was. So I'm a little bit careful to say 100%, but I'm hopeful that you don't need Golden Plus. Right. Um, but what I will say is, is that we've got a few, a few million spaces. Now, that's not necessarily a cap, but I think that will fill up real fast. And I think if we're getting the two million people who have played it and continue to play it and are consistent, I think we might cap it. Now, if the first half a million people play it for the first few days and go, right, I've had my fix, I'm done, and we see a drop-off, then we might make it higher. You won't see but a drop-off. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I think that, see, actually, I, I'm actually really confident that people will, will keep playing it. Yeah. Um, I'm like, and I'm it's like only quit my not job. going to work that day. Yeah, I think <laughs> I have to stay home. I mean, it's it's only up for eleven days, so I'm excited. So I think I think people are going to hammer it. So vacation uh, time. Has it been hard yeah. for you guys to create all these builds? You know, a beta is another build, and everything we've heard in the past about development is that you almost have yeah. to have this little side team making a beta separate from the product itself. I mean. Has that been a challenge for you guys? And is this going to be E three code? If if you know, I hate to ask about codes and stuff, but you know what I mean. I mean, how have you guys handled yeah. this extra build essentially? Yeah. So, in terms of is is it newer than E three? In terms of timeline, yes, because E three build was probably done around mid May, and the beta was submitted between middle middle of june to third third week of june ish um so in terms of timeline yes but in terms of how much development was done in that time yeah probably not so much it's not so, what you're playing in the office now <laughs> oh no no you know definitely of course but no but i think that's good to put realistic expectations into people you know i mean just so yeah, they know i think that's a good thing i think i think it's gonna have it's gonna be a slightly updated from e3 if if anything it certainly won't be uh you know previous to it if you know what i mean but sure, sure. i think i think the best thing to say is is that it'll be e3 nice. um really important to say that it'll just be the two teams available oh, okay um and we haven't announced what the what the teams are liverpool and so Dortmund. no so uh, <laughs> so i would love that i would love it. that no i know you can't say it. i'm just being a jerk but i can't i can't no. wait to play with liverpool that's why i'm so excited to uh to play with liverpool so i hope they're one yeah of them. uh you might have to wait a little bit longer oh, uh, <laughs> oh no that's but, our exclusive uh, <laughs> but one of the one of the teams uh you you haven't seen in any of the builds yet oh Ooh. that's cool that's a nice tease that's, That's nice. Yeah. That's You're awesome. such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but like again, we've we've limited the teams again. I know I keep saying this. I'm sorry. Right. I have to keep saying it, but we've limited the teams to only two teams again, just to emphasize the point that it is a beta. That's great. To That's emphasize awesome. that we want people just to just to play it for online. Obviously, they can judge the gameplay. I'm sure they will, even though I'm saying don't. But and and it's fine because you know because the you know game's amazing. But the whole purpose is that you guys keep playing it no matter what. Let, let me ask you, uh, before we start wrapping up with, with some questions and everything, I know we've been on for a while. Um, yeah, we, what we want to be... I, I, what's mind, that? We want to be mindful of your time, Adam, so let us know how. Yeah. I am here for you no matter what. Oh, my oh, goodness okay. gracious. You don't know what you All just night. Done. You don't know you don't what you just <laughs> done. Just did. <laughs> you know what? Actually, since we're here... Um, 
And since we have you, Adam, I usually don't do this. I record the whole conversation in one go, but I'm going to stop the recording because it makes me feel safer and then start it up again. Because sometimes Skype recording gets weird when you get above like an hour and a half and we're at an hour okay. and 20 minutes. So hold on, guys. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. We're recording part two of this massive interview, which we're having an awesome time doing. So B, you were going to ask the question. You take it away. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, and this is, uh, I'm doing this as a service to Jose as well, because obviously you guys know Jose and I are huge, huge tactics people, you know, and mm-hmm. some people, there's like a group that likes the PS2 style tactics. There's a group that kind of likes PES 2011. And there's a group now that likes, you know, they, they do like the advanced instructions. And my question to you is what, Adam Batty, the fan, what is kind of your ideal PES tactical system for now or the future? Like, what do you look to do with, with that side of the game? So for the future, I can't really talk about it because it's actually a really big thing that we're working on. Um, oh, look at that. Bombshell. <laughs> in, terms, in terms of t- tactics and nice. uh, awesome. players reacting and stuff, it's something that, that we're looking at. But oh, this is completely not going to happen by the way, so don't take it as something that's that's gonna come back. But I loved those those arrows. Oh me mm-hmm. too, man. Um back in the day that you could give to your wing backs and then you could you could put an arrow going back for your defensive midfielder, an arrow going forward and mm-hmm. like an arrow's right, coming right. inside for one of the wingers and stuff. That that was really basic, I know, but that was something that I really, really liked because it was really simple. Um and it had notable impact on that player i think that was again during a time where things were all about the individual players and Mm -hmm. it was about so much of a difference between bad players and good players whereas i think now it's all about the intricacies between the players that that you can have a difference in feeling from a variety of different types of players but still having the same I mean, if I, I mean, if you, if I talk about France, for example, you got Griezmann and Mbappe, and let's just say Giroud for, for this conversation. But you've got, I think, Griezmann, who's just a superstar. He's just amazing at dribbling. He bursts in and out, absolutely fantastic in the game. He feels great. You have a lot of confidence in his finishing. And then you got Giroud, a big powerhouse, very slow, holds the ball up amazingly well great in the air and then you got Mbappe who's just lightning extremely fast extremely quick you feel dangerous with him as soon as you start running that kind of level of intricacies were there on the PS2 days but you got so many different players like these these players that I've that I've just mentioned right. so for example with Mbappe now let me just say Dem- Dembele from Dortmund you've got that style of player but Mbappe still feels like him, he feels right. different, you know. So I think it's, I think that's where this sort of team tactics kind of meshes with the player ability and the individuality. Where you saw, and now this is just just my opinion, but where you saw those quite kind of basic levels of tactics in the previous games mm-hmm. having more impact because the players had more impact, it was emphasised a lot more. Right, and I felt like that's why when I when I knew that I had, I don't know, Ambrosini with that arrow back, I felt like he was a monster in that just in front of the defense because his stats were so 
emphasise in the game that he would just come going and bundling to everybody. You know, it's just that feeling was a little bit more different in the PS2 days, and whereas do you, now... Do you, think, do you think a lot of that has to deal, and I think Charles and I had talked it before, back just just even 10, 15 years ago, the the difference between the average footballer and the the more talented footballers, there was like a bigger gap. And so it was easier to make those kind of pronouncements. Oh, it's different. In a it's game. different football now. It's it different. Is, it's totally different now. now. Where I everybody, mean, everybody can. It's almost as if so many, so many players have very similar skill sets. It's almost like how do you so replicate how somebody's yeah. able to? Not only that, Charles, but how somebody. A lot of the differences between players now is who can perform under pressure, basically. So you have everybody can. You know, hit a nice through ball when they're not under pressure. Everybody can hit a diagonal, you know, sixty yard pass when they're not under pressure. Like the average yeah. footballer is just so much better than they were, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So it's almost from a video game standpoint, it's gotta be kind of <clears> difficult. <throat> How do you replicate and give give those players still differences? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's one of the real, real magical things about uh Pez eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it really is so one of the things that that I've been doing on Master League is obviously I've 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 got my new my new stars in the in the team. So I've got Andre Silva there. He's got a bunch of abilities, but he's not a top level striker in the game for sure, and not in real life. He's still you know learning. Mm-hmm. And one of the things what lets him down is his finishing, you know. And actually, he's got a little bit of pace. He's got a little. He's got really good stability as well. But there's that responsiveness in, in the actual dribbling whereas I feel like okay I'm going to bring on Backer instead then because he's got a little bit more technical ability and things like that. One of the things that, that you just mentioned though B about the game changing and stuff you you start reeling off certain player names and you think about would they still be as influential now. I mean right, right. you could you don't even have to go that far back. I mean if just think of Gary to... Neville. If Gary, I, I don't think would Gary Neville be like a first team right back, right? I'm I'm being dead serious compared to what right backs do in this day and age. Yeah, absolutely, because it's all about pace now. And I think the whole pace and power thing is is something that's so important. But even in the sense of looking a little bit more recently, like someone like Perlo, that deep lying centre midfielder mm-hmm. who didn't really do anything else, couldn't really run. Could you see that player now succeeding? I mean, there is obviously uh, Marco Verratti at PSG, right. who, by the way, was being dropped quite a lot by the by the PSG coach uh, at the start of the season and, and and certain periods because he wanted something more in that m- midfield. And you know, you saw someone like Rabiot getting a lot more games. Very very good good player, but doesn't have that you know, that Perlo-esque feel or, you know, there's a lot of those kind of players in in the old days just don't seem to be living. I mean, these days, mate, it's all built on pace. You know, right. everybody needs to have at least a, a turn of pace. I mean, they they went and got Lacazette um, over at Arsenal when they had Giroud who scored a lot of goals, but, but the only thing that he was missing was pace. You know, there's, I think there's a feeling there that the game has completely changed and I don't I know, there was... There's a, a lot of those tactical things back in those iconic days, you yep. know, uh, and, and those players where things are a little bit different. I think for that reason, in um, Master League mode or, um, 
you, you should be able to take like days off and through the game as a player play Pez six. <laughs> yeah, that but. would be incredible. <laughs> that would be that's a that, that's a new story mode. That's yeah. a new story mode. Like on your nights <laughs> off, you play Pez six. Yeah, um, nice. dude, that would be amazing. Uh, B, do you want to ask him anything else about AI and uh, or individuality um, before I move on to to something else? No, I think we we talked about because um, I know he mentioned uh, about the AI. One of my questions to you, you mentioned it kind of before was the the challenges between you know the PS2 AI and the AI we have now because I remember you and I had a conversation where you're like you know B you know the AI back in the PS2 days well, the game was fully assisted even though it felt free it was fully assisted and you had eight directional movement so the le- level of variables that you had the code for so was limited smaller, compared right? to yeah. the amount of freedom now that the user has and and just and you kind of talked about how how much harder it is to code AI just given the fact that there's so many more variables now available. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, user. And, and I think that was one of the hardest things that we that we could actually make in, in PES 18 is this feeling of freshness every time you play. The feeling that every goal is different. Every mm-hmm. chance that's being created is by these random actions that are occurring because of your not-so-random movements or actions. It's just this circle going around. And... Uh, I think for PES 18, that's, I think, been our biggest achievement to bring that feeling back in. Beautiful. That's great. Um, do you want to... Charles? Yeah, I got it. Did you want to... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. And this is actually perfect because uh, uh, talking about how the whole game was, was simpler and more, <laughs> more assisted. Um, this is something I've wanted to ask you uh, about forever, Adam, so I'm so excited to get the chance. But if we can, and this could probably be a podcast, like, discussion in itself so i don't want to take over the whole thing and take too much time but in regard to pass assistance levels Mm. um i'm really curious how does that influence the development of the game because um you've got multiple options here the passing is a huge part of any footy game um yeah how do you guys how do you allow for that those settings like do you develop around one level like let's say one and you build the game around that level and then when people go to zero manual or up to four, does is it just a they basically just change based on your development of of at level one, um, or do you really kind of a, try and develop around all levels? And because that just seems much harder to me than having one base mm. level level for for the entire game. Oh no, I completely agree with you. I personally would like to have just the two. Um, so I'd, I'd I'd like to have just a manual and and then just non-manual. Um, and to be honest and with you, think, that, that's how we feel, or at least that's how I feel. I feel the but same. But we're also yeah. dinosaurs. We're dinosaurs. <laughs> no, it's 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 just one of those things again where where I need to when I go into the office with some really intelligent people and with the people who have a lot of data, a lot of a lot of information of like how people play. It's just one of those fights that. I'm happy just to sit sit back and and listen because we are a team. We we don't always agree with each other. I mean, at E3, B knows that whole next player indicator, that second uh, triangle <laughs> I heard about above that. the player. <laughs> so me and the dev team had I wouldn't say arguments, but I would I completely disagreed with it. And the feedback from E3 was positive, well, more positive than than negative. And then during the world tour. There's so much positivity around it, and yeah. I was just like, okay, you know, I had to. I was like, great, you know, I learned my lesson. 
I had an opinion and I was wrong. If you think about what everyone else says, I know for a fact there's going to be tons of people who agree with me. But at the same time, based on what everybody was, you know, their experience, they actually enjoyed it. They they felt it was an innovative idea to bring into the game. And I thought long and hard about it. Actually, I think it was a great idea now, but I'll still probably turn it off because I don't like icons on the screen. I'm one of those guys who doesn't put the player names above the player because I want to keep it as clean as possible. So people yeah, man, can have definitely. different you know, uh, uh, different tendencies. So when it comes to things like passing assist, same, same kind of thing, you know, I, for me, uh, personally, it's okay. How do I approach it then? So I don't agree with four, four levels, right? Yeah. What, what do I give the feedback to the team and the way that I try and position any kind of communication or my thoughts is working with them because they've got data to show that if they should remove anything, it's the manual because right. that's the least used one right. out of all of them. Interesting. So, so if that's the least used, um, obviously I don't want to use that kind of data against me. So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be so hasty. So, right. so let's keep all of them. Right. And, and I think, I think. So you guys actually get user data that a lot of people are using three and four then. Well, listen to this. Be yeah. Of, well, of, go ahead. Adam. Sorry. Go Sorry. Ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I don't interrupt you. Well, <laughs> What I was going to say was, is that I wouldn't say a lot, no. I would say that literally 70 to 80 are using the pass assistant one. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about lower levels as soon as you move away from that, that preset. Obviously, a lot of people don't know that there might be a difference or there might be a change. Right. But I, I find that hard to believe because I mentioned the reason why Pez is still around is because of the fans and I do believe that a couple of million people of the ones who buy the game are hardcore PES fans. I honestly do believe that because yeah. that's, if you think about it, worldwide, it's kind of a small, small, it's, I mean, it's a great number in terms of how many copies you sell, but that for me is a realistic number of hardcore fans buying your game. They, they know, yeah. they know that you can change. So right. for me, the focus for me has been really then not to have that discussion about the different assistances, but just to kind of make sure that we deliver on manual and we and we deliver on the on the uh, preset. That's been my main focus. So gotcha. with Pez eighteen, I hope what you guys will see is a more manual feeling than ever. Right mm-hmm. on the zero level, because I truly believe it's crazy manual. I remember I played a guy during the world tour who played manual against me and i i've been testing manual it's so hard like the skill level to play that way is i mean it must be extremely rewarding but for me it's like listen i want to play with some level of assistance so i'm not (laughs) overthinking it as much as i need to but i understand why people play that way but i know it's definitely more assisted than 17 for sure and especially with the new ball physics as well, well it kind of has to be. Did you, Adam? Did you mean to say more unassisted? Sorry, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's I don't more manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. manual. Yeah. Manual is more manual. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. And then um, with uh, pass assistance, uh, uh, one the preset that also is more manual than 17. Um, it's a lot more freer. But I think that kind of comes from the fact again 
because of the new ball physics and the way the ball needs to behave that there's just more error. So there's a lot more of the ball over uh, being overhit. It's very easy now to underhit as well uh, yes. because you're still trying to get that balance and you do, I personally do underhit the ball still quite a lot. Um, but I think just the way that it reacts and the way that you as a player need to learn when you can pass first time and when you can't. And mm-hmm. if you do try and pass a difficult ball first time, it's definitely going to be under here. All those kind of things come into it. So, yeah, the focus has been those two. The other ones are there because they're being used. I feel, I kind of feel like I wish the dev team never brought them in in the first place. I agree. Um, I agree. But... Um, but because because how do you data? Well, yeah. listen. I there's a here's the second part of this question, and maybe this will provide you with some ammunition on how to feed it back. I mean, who knows? But um, like, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've never actually watched competitive PES at a high level. But doesn't everybody pay with a, play with a high assistance level because they're all trying to get as much as much of an edge on each other as they can? Is that true I, or is um, that not true? I. I don't actually work on the whole Pez League system, but from right. what I gather, everyone has to use the uh, preset. Right. So, oh. so it's like if people are just if they're if they're bumping the levels up because they no no want... no he's, he's saying everyone has oh. to use the preset, oh 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 the preset one. which is just one oh okay well then scratch that yeah. point then because I believe I, so yeah. I, okay. I I strongly believe so I might be wrong and obviously after this podcast if someone can can let me know but um i don't really get involved with the with the competitive play stuff that's why i've never had those amazing events that they do but um i i believe they have a a a preset system of what people can choose and what they can't choose for the pez league events okay that makes sense yeah my point was just going to be that if if they were allowed to choose obviously to be competitive you're going to choose the most assisted you're going to do whatever you can to win right so so if you took away I think it would come down to how you guys want people to play the game. Whereas, if you didn't want, if if the game was meant to be played at, let's just say, um, at at a passing assistance of one, then that's almost like how you, somebody like me, is how I would want to watch people play it competitively. You know, mm. so it's, it's just it's I, tough. I, I think it's, it's so one tough. of those like, things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from the outside, it's I think it's it's really easy for me and you to say our feeling about it. But then the sure. moment that we take it out, I'm just I just worry. Yeah, the amount of people that will go, hey, yeah, and you're I also always played past three. Right, what have right. you done? And it's you and know? at that and, point, you're almost removing a feature, and that's always yeah. a hard thing to do is to take something away that you used to give to somebody. So I understand that that's really difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I spend I spend I spend half my time making sure that that the dev team are aware that even though the the manual play account is is so small that we yeah. need to make sure that we keep working on it because there's one thing having a feature in the game that you just keep in there for the sake of it. Yeah. But there's actually what's really important is to keep working on it and to spend some dev time and resource. People think it's infinite. It's not. Yeah. You know, I could have one guy working on the manual passing or I could create, I don't know, B. Maybe we could do L1 for stepovers. You know, <laughs> right. seriously. Yeah. It could be something as stupid you as that. You have to manage your and, resources. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's... And the, the, the fact is, and I mentioned it a while ago, you know, manual manual passing people who use it is still below one percent of, of the people who play pez right and you know imagine asking a dev guy to make manual more manual or to make it can you work it can you tweak on it yeah and he's just like are you sure because yeah only this many people I'm like, no 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 seriously seriously it's 
it's really for those hardcore fans who love manual. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, okay then. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, totally. not, it's not as easy conversation as you think it is. And that's where like, I get selfish. And I, and I know it's a selfish thing to say, but it's like, because I, 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 like, I like a style where it, an individuality is allowed to show through as much as possible, but also it's realistic. Like the reason I don't play manual is because I put, think it puts too much emphasis on user input. Like, Iniesta is not going to miss a five-yard pass, but I might miss a five-yard pass with Iniesta on manual. So, like, that's why B I don't definitely would. Yeah, B would. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the, other thing, the other thing is I'm it's selfish. So <laughs> I'm selfish in the fact that, like, I, I want to know what, if you guys had to pick one pass assistance level, if Konami had to put a game out there that only had one level, it's like, and develop everything around that without any other resource management of having to devote devote time to other inputs like what would that be and that's just a selfish request or i would love to see that and that's okay though because you know like you said you have you guys have the numbers you know what people are actually doing um yeah. my only other thing i'm going to ask you about passing assistance because I, I i think this is awesome to get this to to hear you, the answers is so cool um have you guys thought about i'm sure you've thought about it but being able to filter online matches by assistance level. Because you always hear people, yeah. they're like, I'm tired of playing, I want to play a manual match, or I want to play a one match. I don't want, I'm tired of playing guys on assistance level four. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think there's, a, there's a level there where we, where we try and allow you to do some kind of filtering or basic filtering, but it's not a lock. Right. And so it's, it's kind of like hard people to find can people. change it afterwards and it's, yeah, it's hard to find people <laughs> as well. Right. I think I think I think in general the way that the online is set up is kind of geared towards all the all the preset levels and stuff. But again, it's just kind of going off the back of that previous conversation the you know, getting the dev team to build a whole I don't know, a whole mode around or the, or the, a feature set around manual for example. Right. Um yeah when they'll just look at me funny they'll right. be like what <laughs> like uh, and and it's and actually that's one that's that's really important is that i understand there's so many things that are important to so many people right. and especially with the core community there's certain things that that they're so passionate about and can only play pez a certain way the worst thing that can happen though is them believing that their way is the right way. Right. That's 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 the hardest right. thing because as soon as we start a conversation where someone is not actually asking me, the kind of you know they're actually telling me, mm-hmm. that is the worst way to start because there's so many things that you will tell me that I completely agree with you. With. I completely, I'm on your side. Right. I, I I I am with you, mate. But unfortunately, I can't just go in the way that you would because I'm not trying to win. At one thing, I'm trying to win the whole match. I don't want to win the first five or ten minutes. I'm working on a three-year project. Mm. I'm working with incredibly talented people who have their own ideas, their their own ways of fixing things or bringing new features in. All of them could create an, a magnificent idea that I might not be a fan of. And I need to try and navigate around all these different things that are going on, all these things being thrown at me, and trying to f- work with them to help everybody come to the best choice. Right. So, you know, I agree most of the time when people say to me, Adam, we want uh, manual filters, Adam, we want stadium creator, Adam, we want X, Y, and Z. 
I've got a whole bunch of data to, to say to you, actually, people don't want that. Right. So, so don't come to me thinking that, that you have the right answer. Come to me with, with what you think is right. Never change what you believe in, 100%. But the, but the truth is, is that if you really want to know the challenges that we have, then come and ask me the question because I'm more than happy to, to tell you. But one thing is, is that when I have that challenging conversation, I am not upset. I am not upset or frustrated, you know. Maybe I'm a little bit gutted inside, like, oh, I would really love as a fan to have this this feature that I used to love. Mm, one step overs, I know. L1 step over. No, but, you know, <laughs> but seriously, that, that's actually a really good example because I personally, yeah, that would be cool to point to the game. But at the same time, you know, the reasons why or what can come good from not having it, if, right. if we don't do certain things, how is that resource being used? It's a preference. Exactly. I, I it's, completely it's, understand. It's all these things that, that, that people won't see, but we have so much information and data. And also, it's not me making the choice. I'm just one of the – I'm lucky enough to be one of the people to help make the choice, but it's not my choice. Right. Right. So Beautiful. you're saying when people get on Twitter and say, Adam, it's all your fault. They're, it's <laughs> not true. Know. You're saying that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, I think the good thing is over the past year or a few years or so, Twitter's been kind. I don't know if, if I've just blocked all the nasty people now <laughs> and they just don't exist anymore on my timeline. But um, I, think, I think everybody's kind of got, got used to how things are. Right. To be fair, from the, from the feedback, data, sales, whatever you want to call it, from PES 17, it's been a huge success. So I think I feel that, you know, again, if I see the core community being frustrated or certainly their, their communication somewhat, I see it in a way which is um, exaggerated, which to me tells me that everything is fine. That's, that, that sounds funny, but when someone says to me one minor thing means the game is shit, I know that, that, yeah. they're, that they're over-exaggerating. If someone comes to me with a really constructive feedback, then I listen. Like, right. not in a sense of... Not just about being um, being polite. I'm not, I don't mean that. But if someone comes to me saying, "Right, listen, you know, I've enjoyed PES 17. This is this is this. This is this. But this is the problem here, in my opinion. I'm going to listen to them a lot more. Someone goes to me, PES 17 is shit because of this. Right. I, I switch off straight away. I mean, right. I've got I've got thousands of people a day who want my attention. I can't give it to that guy. It's just not right. Yeah. Good advice for everybody out there that's trying to get their opinion across on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I, I'm with you guys. Um, let, let me, uh, Charles, do you want to wrap up with some community questions, discussion, that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, we got a little bit of insight into Adam's life by at opening up the floodgates to questions. We got over a hundred, which is like not thousands a day. Like you have to deal with Adam, but more than we <laughs> yeah. usually get. So because that we got over a hundred questions, um, and a lot of the stuff, a lot of the questions are, you know, things that we know you can't answer. And so what, what I've tried to do is I went through them this morning and I tried to put them in categories. And if a question got asked more than once, more than three times, I tried to include it. Um, also, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and I'm not going to even try. I wrote the questions down separate outside of usernames because I'm just going to butcher your usernames anyway. Um, so I'm sorry we'll for not. Time. I'm sorry for not giving the, uh, direct credit for certain um, questions. And like I said, I tried to lump them together anyway. With the exception being this one guy. So I'll get that out of the way first. His name is Best Lloyd. Brian, <laughs> you know him. He's always uh, he always like direct. Uh, 
messages me on Twitter, and this time he said, "If if I say it, I'm going to be be made an honorable Welshman." And he was really kind. Oh. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question whether whether you can answer it or not, Adam. So best Lloyd, this is for you, buddy. Don't say I didn't try and ask your question. He wants to know if it's possible to pick what time of time what time of day you play in league mode, World Cup, and Euros. And that's it. Um. I haven't looked at competitions yet, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So let me get back to you on that. You can hold this one. Obviously, we've opened it. it up on we've opened it up on Master League. Yes, um, that's what he said as well. Yeah, I've not seen the other competitions yet working. Yep. So I'll try and have a look at it next week in the office and see if they've opened it up. Those, and I'll let you know. Okay. Cool. Well, that was, um, most of these questions aren't that specific. So and I try I to guess, avoid. I do like have that. a specific one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is basically the the forum topic discussion right now that's that's going on, um, you know, Pet on WMB and and Eva Web. Um, it seems to be with regards to a lot of guys analyzing videos um, and talking about shooting variety, defensive mm. AI positioning, and aggression. I know you're getting a lot of that stuff on Twitter. Um, just want to see what are your thoughts on on that. Um. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a difficult one. I think when you're watching so many videos of how certain people are playing, when you're not in the moment, when you're not feeling the game, it's really easy to pick apart mm-hmm. uh, any kind of video, whether it's a video game or a real life match. Um, and I think it's very difficult for me to criticize that kind of feedback because it shows a lot of people going to amazing levels to kind of get their point across and shows how how much they care about certain things as well um when it comes to the the positioning i i really am less concerned about that impact to the game um because i know we talked about you you mentioned something on twitter that you don't want them to be robots and i totally agree because i felt yeah. like 2017 i felt like they were they were robots and that oh that was the worst thing about 17 right. you know i exactly. think i think if people were going to say were to say to me what 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 don't you like about pes 17 i think it was actually playing on superstar and seeing how structured mm, everything was it was far yeah. too structured i think what happened was there happened to be a, what what was created was a disconnection between what was happening on the pitch and what they were being told to do now, some people might really like that. It might add to the challenge. But it just looked unrealistic. It looked fake. Yeah. And I think what you see in 18 actually is, at first, and certainly as much as the game that you play, it's, it, is, it is very structured. But I mentioned something about the core features of 18 is this uniqueness with every game that you play. Everything feels fresh and new. So there'll be a certain occasion where the AI's right back might get caught up in in the in the attacking half and you counter attack and suddenly the right center back comes across the left center back comes across and the left back comes in and suddenly you've got a right winger who's completely free and he's be able to run in a huge amount of space because no one's picking him up that's just the way football works sometimes and the way that that a game pans out and i think with the positioning i'm i'm less concerned because of the impact it has on the experience the impact that it has on the game and i think I'm hopeful that we've got enough going on in the background where players are aware of danger and they're picking them up. You might see space, but you know, in Pez 18, when you see space, it's not necessarily a huge danger because of the way that the players feel. It's not that easy to use space effectively if you, if you aren't skilled. 
in Pez 18 is something that you'll you'll really get the meaning of once you play the game because of player weight and the feel and how you can dribble and move. It's it's very it's very difficult, let's just say. So I think I'm not sure about that. In terms of what was his, the the other one? B was it aggression? Did you say? Yeah, yeah. So do you mean like AI fouls or something? Uh, like fouls and and I guess mm. they mean like AI just closing down. I think players. Coming, yeah, closing down space. How aggressive? How but then, pushing? But then once you, again, yeah. but here's the thing. Once again, it's that, and and I'm not saying these people uh, who are who are making these assertions or or right or wrong, but it, it's that balance where there was. And Jose made this great point too, and him and I were talking about this discussion. There was games in Pez back in the day where the AI was too committed and too aggressive, and you could play, <laughs> and you could just play one twos around easily. Yeah, and then and then there were yeah. games. Then there were games where the AI would just sit back. You know, even even um, uh, I guess it was. I'm trying to remember which Pez it was, but the AI. They, they would sit back and not commit, so then you couldn't even play one twos around them. So it's that yeah. there's that balance, you know what yeah. I mean? And I, I think you hit the I nail on the head. You need variation that makes games feel. You different. need variation. You need that freedom, and I don't know. So yeah, that's that was one of the the topics. It'd be great though yeah. to have certain teams feel like their defensive aggression is very high, and that you can pass around them, and then have certain teams that sit back. Right? Be like that. I mean, that would that would well, create I mean, you know a different even, feel if it changed. I mean, it was one game. I no, both my games were against Atletico Madrid on Superstar, and I lost both of them, and I couldn't break them down. Like they, they, yeah, they were probably the best team in the build at E3, in my opinion, because they were so yeah. balanced. Yeah, yes. um, and I just could not break them down. And I think there, there is, and I, I just think there is this. I, I know I don't want to say it because obviously you get criticized, I'll get criticized, but. I just feel like you have to play it and be a, once you play it and you start getting immersed in it, like you don't even a lot of the shit you don't even, you're not even gonna talk about. You don't even say. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just don't I, I don't know. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's just well, my I guess, opinion. I guess if if they've got videos and that's all they have, that's all they can do because they can't feel the game, they can't play it. And I Right. And I, 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 totally and I don't appreciate be, and I don't begrudge that because if if I didn't play the game, I I'd be as a fan, you'd be doing the same thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking at it in that way for sure, but I think when it when it comes to the aggression of the AI closing down space, this is actually a really interesting topic because when it comes to that, and let's just add in the AI fouling as well. So this is a, a discussion that I've had myself with the dev team for a few years now when I've been getting this kind of feedback, and it's just one of those real simple demands, and you don't know how difficult it is to put into the game where everybody's happy. Right. Because one of the things that we saw in 17 was not only the lack of fouls, but actually perhaps even more frustrating was the way the AI would just be so so perfect off the ball. Right. So if they weren't making fouls, they weren't actually making any mistakes. So every time they tackled you, it would be perfect. Every time they rushed in, it was at the right time. You know, all these things actually... It wasn't so much the fouls, but they were just perfect. So in 18, we're looking at the foul system, but it's very difficult. And I, I explained this a little bit on Twitter to somebody who asked me. Uh, sorry, I forgot the name now. But, oh, it was Big Ol, I think. Uh, I, think I think that was his username. And I explained the foul 
system in Pez 18 is is that sorry in in uh, 17 is that when we started to finish up the game all the systems started to come together so how how your player would evade tackles skip over them and actually the way that when usually you would see a foul occur there were systems in the game that kind of came together just by being really, really you know polished and actually doing what they were supposed to do um, meant that where it usually would have been a foul, now the guy can skip over it and avoid it and now actually go on to goal, for example. Um, so with 18, what we tried to do is, to be fair, not mess too much with that system. We still wanted the game to flow. That's the truth. We want it to flow, but we do want the AI to be realistic in terms of the amount of fouls they do. The difficult thing is, is that can sometimes go overboard and getting the right balance again is kind of difficult. We've, we're going to look at it for sure because one of the things that I spoke to Masudasan about during the World Tour was exactly how we do it. One of the things that we did with 18, though, from the start is have the AI make mistakes in the sense of the commitment level. So what you'll notice a lot in the videos, and I think, B, you might have seen it during E3, is the AI can be sort of spun. They can be sort of taken on with the shielding, based yeah. on... Yeah, with the shielding, you can definitely spin them. Nice. But also when you have the ball with someone like Messi and Neymar, you know that if you just sprint into one angle as they're rushing at you, you'll just pass them. So there was this feeling in 17, especially on Superstar, where that just would rarely rarely happen. Right. get the opportunity. But now you can really control yourself going past the AI. And as soon as you build that momentum up in dribbling and in sprinting, you can fly past two or three in no time because of that as well. So I think as we move forward, and it certainly is something that I'll be watching out for in Master League as well, is as we get closer to going gold, I'll be looking at that side of it. It's, it's, it's certainly something that I personally would like to see. I get a lot of people tweeting me saying, Adam, you know, I appreciate it's also a multiplayer game, but for single player having having new set pieces is pointless because we never see fouls, we never see penalties. Mm. And, and I, I completely agree. So I'm hopeful. Yeah, because the, the new free kick stuff is freaking awesome. By the way. <laughs> it's so good. It's it is so awesome. Good. It looks really I good. Know. So, it's yeah, so balanced really. as well. I it think, is. I think, it, I think it looks overpowered right now because you see so many, but trust me, it's not that easy. So, um, But I think one of the that's actually one of the cool things because the free kick system is... Remind me so much of the PS2 days because it's literally like if you got a good free kick taken, you got so much error that you can, you know, sometimes overpower it, underpower it, but you can still have a good chance of scoring. Right. It feels like those, definitely those PS2 days with the free kicks. But yeah, and even even the free kicks, the what you guys have done uh, for like free kicks from like side angles where you want to whip it into the box. I was going to say players oh are actually God. making runs in the make, box now. Yeah, it looks awesome. Runs and stuff, it yeah. looks awesome. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's, really it's cool. more one of my my favorite things that I liked at E3. So definitely keep an eye on that foul thing because I definitely I want to use utilize those systems more. Yeah, I mean, when I've been playing Master League, I mean, it's a funny one because we get different different builds regularly fed through. Um, so I'm playing a new build every day, you know, practically testing it. And you get some things working one day really well. But then as anybody who's worked on game on uh, on a game uh, will will actually know is that, that, that 
you know, one thing will break something else. So you, right, you right. actually code something and this is working. Oh, guys, this is working really well. Oh, yeah, but we've broken the AI. <laughs> right. This and that. So we have to go back and fix that. So we have to turn that bit off for now. Oh, shit. You know, like, it's just, it's, it, all these things have an impact on each other. So mm, it's right. kind of difficult. Cool. Charles, you got some more questions? Wrap right. it up. Oh, man, I got so many questions. Um, them, it's all right. I've got time. Are you sure, Adam? Be, this is great. Calm down. Yeah, B's got to eat his cornflakes oh, or Cheerios man. or oh, Cheerios. Um, there were a couple <laughs> questions on just netcode, the future of Pez Online. We know you guys are doing the beta. Um, yeah. A couple people directly asked about dedicated servers in the future. And I think yeah. this next question we could lump into that. So that stuff, netcode stuff, dedicated servers in the future. And then also the balance of Pez moving forward, is it geared more towards online player versus player or guys who prefer offline master league with challenging and diverse AI, um, just the balance of that moving forward. How do you balance that out? Yeah, I think there's always going to be a balance, certainly with uh, pairs, certainly because master league is still, you know, a very popular mode. Um, I will never let it go. Thank well. God. Yeah. So um, my bread and butter. But yeah, for sure. But again, in terms of user data, master league is is right right up there with with one of the most played. Uh, modes um oh, good. That's obviously great. um yeah um obviously right now though a lot of the online stuff is being used more so we're always going to try and develop that regarding netcode dedicated servers you know this is one of those questions that i get a lot people need to understand that the the, the, the top games actually you know maybe it's more of like a ed- educational section really that that i could go into more but these days, games use a, a, a hybrid of uh, P2P and dedicated servers. Um, so servers is not the answer, actually. The answer is is, is your netcode. Um, FIFA uses dedicated servers and P2P. So why should why does right. Pez need to be different, right? right. Um, people think FIFA uses dedicated servers. That's that's what they think, but they don't. They use a, a, a mixture. One of the one of the most important things is actually how good their systems are in the P two P netcode and servers talking to each other. And I think not just them, but just a lot of really good online shooters and online systems are using this method. I think the the, the dedicated server conversation comes a lot from. The PC community and the PC crowd, what they expect. I mean, those guys literally hire their own servers, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, for their you know for their games and stuff. So, I think it's I think it's a very a very different for consoles. So, what what we have with Pez eighteen is something new, uh, not what you've seen in seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, etc. And if we didn't have something new with the netcode. And with how the online systems are running, we wouldn't be doing the online beta. Right. And one of the reasons why we're confident is because it's different. But also, let's if we're confident, maybe we wouldn't need the beta as well. You know, it's not we're not sure it's going to be perfect, and we want it to be perfect for launch. I think as we move forward from from the online beta, we're hoping it goes well. We believe it will. Obviously, if it doesn't, we'll we'll do a lot of work. But it's really making sure the server system. And the beta, sorry, the server system and the uh, netcode is are are really really talking well together. So we can spot things like cheating and things like that. And I think that's as 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 we move forward is really important. I just mentioned all the online modes, 
are the most popular, my club by, by far. And my club is not going to grow unless we have uh, really good online. Right. I'm actually awesome. I'm actually excited for my club because I'm determined to get Maradona. Like, I am <laughs> fucking determined to get him. Yeah, man. I hear you. Cool. I will. Is, that, is that why you're breaking something in the background? Man? Yes, it is. Yes. Listen, I'm trying to decide whether I want Pringles, Chex Mix, why don't or you just Why don't you just mute your mic, you bastard? Yeah. Yo, suck a dick. All right, I'm muting now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Peace and quiet. Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) So we had a couple. That's awesome. I mean, I think the beta is going a long way and puts us. I think it's a big statement out there. And one of the points I wanted, this is not to get away from questions, but just earlier, because you answered it on your own, but I just wanted to reiterate it as a fan. um, The level of confidence you guys are showing uh, by all the videos. I don't think anybody's been allowed to record their own content as early as this year. And put it out no. there, right? I mean, it just—it's just so awesome for the community, and I'm sure everybody's told you that. But I wanted to reiterate it because I think the level of confidence you're showing is is also contagious to a certain point. You can feel it. You can feel that you guys are really confident. I think I, I certainly feel it as well with with the way the game is performing. Sure, um, and just just what I get told from the different teams, um, and and what they see. The fans seem really happy. Um, one thing that the social guys have told me. So, you know, Asim's team have told me that our level of interactions are higher than, than the previous four or five years, even though people are complaining less. So it's more about <laughs> sharing and communicating rather than telling yeah. us how shit we are. So it's yeah. actually a really good year so far. And everyone's, you know, very excited. And, and the fact that we've got the beat in between. Yeah. Like, well, what I mean, usually you have this kind of video stream and then you have to wait for the, uh, demo but right now you've got something in between which i hope will spur us on even more no i think it really breaks up that that kind of uh pattern that we're used to seeing in the lead up to games where they maybe you don't even see gameplay at e3 or maybe just one stream of you guys playing the game with somebody like ign but to then the world tour was so cool to see all the videos because obviously there was no no user recorded gameplay out of e3 but all of the all of the community guys coming in and recording their own video on the world tour was awesome i mean I know who knows if it'd be possible in the future, but I think as 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 a guy just watching on the internet, I I would love to see it in the future, and I think it it was just such a cool success. Um, yeah, a lot of questions about the Fox engine, which you already talked about a little bit, and how you guys have gotten better with that as it's gone on, and future engines. Um, probably can't comment too much. Totally understand that, but um, is the future with Fox? We're still in Fox right now, right? So 2018 is still the Fox engine game. Yeah, um, is that part? Is the Fox Engine part of the next three-year cycle, or are we? Uh, see, I don't want to. <laughs> if you can't answer, it, you can't answer it. But um, is is the Fox Engine here to stay for a little while? Yeah, for sure. I okay, think cool. I think we what we've kind of figured out with Fox is really how we can get it working well with other third-party tools. You know, mm. whether it's a new animation engine, whether it's a new physics engine, whatever we're we're working with. We feel like we've we've really unlocked some potential, but it's taken this amount of time to do it. So shifting away from Fox after we've done so much work to learn would really be a waste of time for everyone that's spent all the all that time now. So right, I think I think people probably presume they've seen everything it can do, uh-huh. perhaps, and I think that's where the that's where we're going to surprise them. Awesome, awesome. Um, 
don't know how much my club stuff you can talk about, but a certain user um, by the uh, uh, Nestor um, wants <laughs> to know some things about my club. So, and obviously, you're going to be making you're going to be making announcements on my club in the future. So, anything you can't answer, completely understand. Um, e- Nestor, yeah. Wa- oh yeah, Nestor wants to know if it'll be able to play across all regions. That's a really good question. I cannot answer that because I don't know. Fair enough. That's not because <laughs> uh, not because I'm hiding anything. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Worries. I I don't know because I think in general with the whole online systems and and how they're going to talk to each other, it's probably something that we're going to look at once the beta finishes and and see yeah. how consistent everything is. Um, but for my club itself, yeah. Yep. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really sure right now. So I'll have to catch up on that. Okay. We'll let him know. Um, he's also curious. What? Oh, go ahead, Adam. What? No, it's me. I got a oh. question for this asshole. Hi, my name is Brian. Uh, Are we going to have any? <laughs> is there going to be announcements for um, any future Pez Legends? Perhaps that's Can Nestor's he, uh... question. Perfect. Damn it! Pez, and he, he wants to know Pez if the legends. Legends, he wants to know if the legends are locked again to my club. Oh, you mean you want them in other modes? Maybe a is little. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think we're going to make them available as we did last time. Gotcha. With get them in my club, then you can get them in Master League. Okay, cool. Uh, but if anything changes, I'll let you know, but I really doubt it. Okay. Well, that sucks. Sorry. <laughs> well, at least they're there. You're going to have to get there, Donna. Yeah. You're gonna, you better be psyched for my club, B, or else no marry. I am. <laughs> I will. Uh, Glenn from Pez World wants to know, Adam, if you will marry him. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, good. Well, yeah. I love that guy. He's, He's such too a good, good. guy, man. Yeah. Um, we talked about training a little bit, but any inter- any new integration with Master League was a was a was no. I really wanted that. Yeah. To be honest with you, I I really pushed for some new uh, training within. Yeah. Like I remember Pez Four when you could do the whole conditioning before matches oh, and dude. stuff and. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope you guys table that request for the future and eventually it works its way in. That would be awesome. Oh, I have I have novels of how to further deepen Master League. Unfortunately, oh. I have to fight with resource and yeah, yeah. budgets and yeah. other teams wanting to do other things. But yeah, a personal favorite. So I will definitely keep pushing for things like that. Um, this year, no, th- there isn't much... In, the, in terms of the deepness in the in the t- t- training compared to last year, uh, but because there's been so many new uh, new additions to Master League, it's just one of those things that that didn't quite make it. Right, understandable. Um, will there be more player injuries to the point where players need to be subbed off? Uh, yeah, but we had that in already. Yeah, where players can't continue. I was surprised that was a question. Like, but sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll definitely have more injuries in Master League, like I found so far, yeah. when I've started a new season. So, in terms of during during matches and stuff, I think it'll be Jesus B. I swear, you're just a muppet. <laughs> what happened? We're hearing your chips. What happened? What happened? What's that? Oh, um, another Master League question. Any changes this year to the youth system or feelings on that for the future beyond 2018? Yeah, for the future again. Again, one of the one of the real big things that I'm a fan of is is kind of having that opportunity to bring through the youth um, in your team and 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 stuff. I think it's for me, it's still very similar. 
uh-huh. to 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 17 right now and i think it's just one of those things on the long long list of things that we want to bring to mass league that yeah. didn't quite make it for pez 18 gotcha here's another one that's surprising i was just surprised was repeated a couple times but it must be a, a bigger thing um in europe it says will south america commentary be available in europe Oh, hello. No idea, actually. I, I would presume not, based on previous, but I've right. not really seen that on a request list. I think if... Uh, I mean, I say this quite a lot on uh, Twitter, actually, is send all your kind of thoughts and feedback to official pairs. That's uh-huh. literally Asim Tanvir behind the scenes. Yeah. is uh, that's, the, that, that's the account that he's in charge of, and he sends us sends me and the dev team daily reports of what people are saying, and then he'll collate them over a good amount of time, maybe two, three weeks, to give us a nice little chart on most requested items from fans, and we get it monthly, and then we get it collated by every six months and so forth. So we see pretty much what everybody is asking for, no matter how random it is. Well, that's Um, really good insight into the feedback process right there. Yeah, I I think it really helps. You know, when, when we get face requests and stuff, I mean, people, the people who feed back on uh, about stuff honestly think their idea is what everybody believes in. <laughs> right. So it's really important that, that we can actually quantify that right. by seeing what people are actually feeding, f- feeding back on. So we use that for quite a lot of stuff, especially faces, actually. Yeah, when we're we going to see Ronaldo's face. Come on, I saw you. I saw you. Oh, tease. dude, yeah, it looks so hype. good, though. <laughs> B, B, this is so funny, though, because what you happened can't look was, good with that haircut. So, yeah, actually, by the way, his haircut can't change because it's literally that's what they've done. That's what they've gone with yeah. is his current hairstyle. So I Uh-oh. hope the new cut. I hope. The, yeah, I hope that. Yeah, I hope that he keeps it. But the funniest thing is, so the guy who who does all the incredible faces is from the art team called Nagai-san. And Nagai-san is just a legend. This guy is like the best I've ever seen. Faces are incredible. In terms of man. 3D modeling. It's just incredible. And uh, he's, he was saying to me, like I was asking him, so when are you going to put Ronnie in the build? Because, you know, everyone's asking for him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. I go, okay, just like tell me then, yeah? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll drop you an email once he's in. And each day, all these faces have been added on, added on, added on. And then... Um, I load up the build and I'm playing it and I'm pick Portugal and I'm trying to match and I'm playing the match. I'm like, what's going on here? Who's that? Is that, is that Jose Mourinho? Is that, is that, is that, is that, is that <laughs> and I could tell from the game plan screen that something was different, right? And I could tell straight away that actually that's a new thing. Obviously when I checked it, I couldn't be, you can't believe it. It's like a picture. It's incredible. Like it makes you think why it wasn't like that before. <laughs> I but it's so it. good. It is, it is really good. I haven't tweeted it because I think this is like a Gamescom reveal. Yeah. Gamescom trailer, get him in there somehow and show everyone then. But actually, I saw a ton of new faces. You know, yeah. uh, Benzema, I tweeted out today. He looks fantastic. He's got more of a beard. Uh, he's He's been changed. Uh, Nacho, another one from Real. I, lo- so, I have to say, I love the way you tweet out faces, and, and you, I like the excitement you have around faces. It's like the cherry on top, you know, because you get people so excited. People love that shit. <laughs> yeah, people, I love it, but people love it more than me. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. when, when I tweeted out the Mbappe face, everyone went crazy it's because that is just, again, picture perfect. But there's so many. I saw Lindelof's got his, got his hair now since he's gone to United, so he's getting a little bit of treatment. 
Um, there's a bunch of players actually throughout the game that I've got really nice. Oh yeah, Bale's got his man bun. You need to get stuff. these players to sign contracts so that they can't change their hairstyle for a oh, year. Oh mate, David Silver like broke my heart. Yeah, I saw that definitely. tweet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Not an improvement. You should just keep his old hairstyle just based on his visual look. I mean, the poor guy. Bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, can you talk a little bit? A couple of people wanted to know about this new difficulty level you guys have been, you guys have been teasing about. Is there anything uh, we can say or it's just gotta stay, stay a tease. Gotta it's got to stay a tease. Okay. But end of the day, just like it's, it's something for those people that complain that Superstar, they've mastered it. So. Sure. Anyway, cool. Something. Um, yeah. This one was interesting. I thought: Does the AI start with advanced tactics on, or do they start from scratch and apply when necessary? I'd love to know what people would like. To be honest, uh, so E3 build was preset on. Okay. Um, the 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 game that I'm playing right now uh, and Gamescom build as well is that they're preset off. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because maybe because. I don't know. We did get a lot of, you know, when B was talking about those people feeding back videos about positioning and stuff, you know, maybe that's kind of off the back of us having to turn it off to see uh, if we don't get any more video hate. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. To be honest with you, is, but, but advanced... Ta- when Jose and I, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but when Jose and I played and we turned off the... Because I, I think it was two... I think we played... Dortmund, Liverpool. I, I can't remember. We played where two teams that play with the deep, the, the deep defensive line tactic mm. that was preset. Um, when we turned that off, the the line didn't drop as as deep. But there's reasons for that deep line. Like if you're going up against somebody like Aubameyang, you don't want to get beat over the top. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost yeah. like um, it's almost like the advanced instructions are there to use at certain points and then turn them off at certain points, like. I, just in my my preferences, I probably wouldn't have them on the entire game, only in certain situations because they they're just another layer that could you know, for example, the we always talk about the hug the touchline feature. If I if I want my wingers to stay wide, if I don't have that on, sometimes they come inside. So it's one of those things where hey, I have that hug the touchline feature on when I'm building up play, and then I turn it off when I get in the final third, so my wingers then kind of make those knifing, kind of incisive runs. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like uh, mm. that extra layer. Yeah, I kind of, on a personal level, I I, I kind of would uh, like the AI to have it on by default because of the way that I felt like the E3 build playing against the AI, it really changed the experience. Like, playing... Liverpool and playing Atletico and playing Dortmund all felt like a new experience no matter. I agree with that. So I just feel like it adds that level of individuality to the teams. Um, So I personally would like it to be on, especially if I'm starting Master League. Having it off can sometimes make teams play to their formation. Um, And obviously the teams do activate their, their tactics throughout the game. But yeah, I would... I, w- I would personally like it on. I personally, too, would like them on. Hmm. And it's yeah. just not for me as playing, but to, to go against the teams to see the differences in teams, I think I would like to have them on. That's just me. I agree, yeah. man. Anything that can add to individuality of matches and variation and a feel in difference right. between play- Anything that can help that, I think, is 
in general a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, here's an interesting question about patching culture in games today, and, and how do you guys decide what to do with patches? Where does that feedback come from, and what's the balance between de- developer Oof. feedback? Sorry, not developer feedback, but developer vision is not the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like the intent of the development team compared to the feedback you get from fans, and how to what's the is there? It's hard to break that down, I'm sure, but like a percentage of mm. what where the importance is. And how does that also add into what you decide to patch in, in a game? Because some of these games come out and, and then some people like the patches, some people don't like the patches. But either way, mm. it does change the game that people bought or purchased at a base level. I think, yeah, I think in general, most of the time that I've been working for Konami, the most of the patches have been based on bug fixes. Mm. And the bug fixes, I just mentioned before briefly, you change one thing, you don't know what else you could be changing. Absolutely. Um, I remember, B, we were talking about this at IE3 about a careful what you wish for oh, when yeah. it comes to certain certain things that they want to feed back. I remember we were talking about some some kind of issues that were happening on the pitch, but you kind of saying, I'm not sure if one that fixed because it might take away the freedom or the feeling of freedom. And um, and I think it's yeah I think so, sometimes you have to be really really careful with 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 you know fixing something might might break something else. So my only thing that I would say is usually when we do patches, it's mainly any kind of issues people feeding back. Oh, this is a an exploit. You know, you can score every time with this move, etc. The funniest thing is, mate. When we had the crossing um, feedback from 17, do you know the amount of people? <laughs> this is one of those funky things that can happen sometimes. The amount of people that fed back that they really liked the crossing and heading in PES 17 <laughs> was really high. And I think it's because it was because of the effectiveness. Right. And people just probably liked the effectiveness rather than liking the crossing and heading. But even a few of my friends, when I used to go up to Manchester and see my family, I'd see my friends. They go, "Oh, Adam, yeah, I really like Pes Seventeen. I really love the crossing and the heading." And I look at them like, "Are you just are you having me on or something?" Because I hear so much about one thing, about people complaining about it, and then I hear something. So yeah, it's it's a kind of weird. I mean, one thing that I will say is, after after launch patching is definitely driven by fan feedback is it's no other people so sometimes they can is there there like a weight like you have like me (sighs) number one and then like fifa youtubers are down at like 20 like how (laughs) (laughs) i would would say everybody with the last name zane is up here i think i think it's i think it's really down to the quantity rather than the person so yeah, it's it's really and sometimes, like you mentioned, that that can that could potentially ruin it for some other people. I mean, I remember, I can't remember which Pez it was. Now was it Pez twelve, where people complained about the shots being too slow, I don't know. and then they uh, beefed the shooting up, and then they made the keepers superhuman <laughs> to balance it. Right. So there's, I mean, that was obviously before I was working there, so. But that's the kind of thing that happens, you know. There's, there's always kind of a balance that that needs to be made 
what you're fixing. But right. but for sure, we we really do when it comes to post-launch patching, it's bug fixes, and we definitely look at our fan base because they're the ones who are actually you know playing the game every day. Good stuff. Um, a couple of people asked about will there be weaker weak foot accuracy so that players are more likely to use their uh, strong foot. Yeah, we've actually seen that a lot more in the build. Actually, our data editor, uh, Thomas Broad, actually complained to me recently about him not liking that feature so much. So what what he meant was certain players coming in at a bit of an angle from the right side who are right-footed rather than striking it with the left foot, even though it might go wide or whatever. They're really over-exaggerating and shifting across to the right foot to try and hit it. And by the time they've shifted across... They've been closed down, if you know what I mean. Mm. So there's a, it's, it's, there's a little bit of that coming in. I'm not sure about how the balance is actually looking right now, yeah. whether it's going to be right or not. I think that really came a lot. I had a lot of Twitter feedback from, from uh, people saying to me that all these goals going in with the wrong foot right. or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just you're watching a video. So. Exactly. Yo, I, so listen to this. I posted it. I, I tweeted it. Last night I was playing Winning 11-6 International. And I was playing it, and I felt the feeling that I had playing. Obviously, it's a different game, but it was. I tweeted out like that. It was the feeling that I got when I was playing 2018. That like I'm I'm into it. I'm immersed kind of feeling. And yeah. Rakoba, uh, he scored a right footed goal, and everyone knows he's a huge. Anyone who knows footy knows Rakoba is like full on lefty, right? And he scores yeah. a right footed goal, and I tweeted out and and everything. And I know one of the goals that was criticized in one of the videos was I think Jordi Alba scored a right-footed goal, and he's heavy left-footed. Just because it happens yeah. one time doesn't mean it happens over and over again. It's yeah. like in PES 2017, a lot of the videos that I saw early on before I got the game showed uh, a lot of overhead kicks, a lot of bicycle kicks. And everybody on forums, um, they were making the comments, oh, you know, it's just going to be a bunch of – there's going to be so many bicycle kicks and overhead kicks. And then I got the game, and I, in, in the time I had playing it, I may have saw like five or six overhead kicks. Yeah. And it's the same with, with Whedon's video that, that came out <laughs> um, with regards to skill moves. You know, these yeah. skills – like he's showing how they work, and they look awesome. But when I was playing at E3, they're still very hard to pull off. Success. <laughs> yeah, they're so hard. We'll get this. Yeah. This. He's a talented dude. Yeah, <laughs> he is though. He is talented. You guys there? Yeah, you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I no. thought we lost you for a sec. Sorry. Unfortunately, B. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So you're saying? What are you saying, so B? Wrap it up. Is you you see these videos, but they're they don't always mean like that's going to be the norm. Right. Like with Whedon's yeah. free kicks video, he said, you know, everyone's like, oh, f-, like people that were criticizing were saying, oh, free kicks are going to be too easy now. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. was like, dude, you should, if my, my free kick like fails video compilation would be very long compared to my free, you know what right. I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just people get this kind of idea in their head when they see these, yeah. these highlights videos that these things are going to be the quote unquote norm and it's going to take away from the immersion. And I don't think that's the case at all. Right. And no, yeah, that's I completely just, agree. Yeah. yeah, that's unfortunate for this stuff. That's I get the. I was just telling Adam when you were getting your cereal or whatever, be that like it was so cool to see this level of confidence from Konami put being able to let people capture their own footage so early in the process, like totally much earlier than past years. But the downside of that is stuff like this, where 
you may get feedback that's not necessarily founded, you know, or a real yeah. realistic feedback. I do like yeah. the idea though of players like personally, I like the idea of players being having actual weaker foots because I feel like that influences how you play the game that you want to push strikers, how you defend, you want to push them towards their weaker foot. Like that's why I like it, but I totally understand if you know, it is what it is. It's resources and all that stuff. But I hope I hope it feels a certain there's a certain level of apparent apparentness yeah. in it that you know. Um, another question: Is there a customizable camera for online this year? Mm, I can't answer that because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of the online stuff uh-huh. is is kind of being drip fed to me as as slowly as they are finalizing items. So yeah. a lot of that stuff we we all know what what we are intending to achieve. But what's been locked and what hasn't, I'll probably know more towards now and the end of this month. So sure. right now, yeah. I'm not sure. Obviously, last year it was kind of set. The reason why it was set it was because only because it was having having um, having us work online with a consistent angle allowed us to do uh, or uh, allowed us to have the best possible experience online for the users. Gotcha. Um, it's a bit of a cop out, but the truth is, is that's really us maximizing the online experience by controlling as much as possible. <laughs> that's right. just the way it was. If you add in more variables, it you know becomes more difficult too. So um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have some more information soon. Cool. Um, two people asked if there if we're sorry, will we see trophies when they win a cup that there's no license for? Probably the same type of thing. Oh, actually, there's there's some new celebrations that we've been yes! working on Yay! for for tournaments <laughs> yes! that we have got licenses for. <laughs> um, really, how in terms of the level of difference and stuff, or you know, it's definitely different in terms of angles and what you can see, etc. So, uh, I think more information on that as soon as I get it. The unlicensed stuff is kind of linked to the whole edit mode thing, which, funnily enough, edit mode is something that I've really been not been involved in as much because the um, the inclusions or or the new features within edit mode are lower ranked when it comes to all the things going into the game. So if there's anything coming new to edit mode, it won't be something significant, if you know what I mean. There'll be maybe some feature improvements, right. small ones here and there. So that's one of those things where I would presume is going to be similar to last year, but I honestly don't know. So right. I'll definitely keep that one as well for the next few weeks. Cool. Um, with regards to the, the celebration real quick, I, I, think yeah. it's, I think it was last year or I don't know if it was last year in the past couple of years, when you won the league, you didn't have, you didn't have a, a trophy like ceremony. You only had it when you won cups. You know, like, yeah. uh, is that going to be something, like, even if it was, you had, you know, the players all on the ground, like hovering around the trophy or something. Cause I don't think they, they had the trophy for winning a league. And, and you look as, as a fan, you like, you look forward mm. to that. Those, those, you won the yeah. league. Have a trophy celebration, you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely, I, I completely get you. It's something that we that was being looked at. So I don't want to confirm anything right right now until I've seen it with my own eyes. I don't like, I don't like doing that. So um, 
but yeah, I, I, I'm completely with you. I used to win, win the win the Super Cup with with Milan or something, and then like yeah, they would just be on the floor celebrating, and there's nothing there. So trophy, yeah, right, right. yeah, I will get back to be. Only two more questions, guys. Oh, Only two more. Fucking ass on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Oh, um, is foot planning a completely crazy idea for future titles and engines? Is that something that's like could ever happen, or is it just too technically not feasible? I think it's definitely something that could happen. But it's something that could also have a negative impact on your experience. I would say to people who who really care about foot foot planting, well, is, I'm, I'm one of them. So say it to me, man. Give it to me. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's something that you will appreciate a very good halfway step in Pez 18. Fantastic. And I think you'll definitely. And I think it's more about this feeling that your player is is heavy yeah every time he's sort of moving in one direction you don't magically move into another one which is just not humanly possible right and there's a lot of movements in pez 18 and one of the things i mentioned before about the animations between animations which makes you feel like the player is stepping yeah, stepping left and right, back and forward. I'm really you know, excited about that. You got me really yeah, excited. Yeah, I think it, I think it adds the experience. I mean, whether whether we can have proper foot planting, I can't see why not. But my only concern with it is, yeah, is just that if you have foot foot planting, there's gonna be, for me anyway. Maybe others would really appreciate, it, but for me, <laughs> it would be a really concerning level of response times. Yeah, right, because okay. you won't be able to move in the way that you want to. Right, and I think you have to try and do some kind of magical thing where you yeah. make the make the user feel that that is there. Right, right. right. I'm and gonna hold what, out hope for one I day because a lot of that in 2018 as well. Yeah, at least when I played it. That's what I. It felt. looks. It looks Almost really good. Right. And like right. what I'll say is like a guy who really does care about foot planning because it's just and everybody's different, but it's one of those things that when I see like an animation transition to another animation and let the guy's like let's say he's planning with his left foot and it slides three yards into the new animation, it like it pulls me out of the experience, you know. So that's what I, I think we need to avoid those things. Yeah, though. I think yeah, I think yeah. what you're talking about those those sliding animation, we we saw it on a really bad level yeah. at E3. Where the player, well, with 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 the E3 code, where you'd have situations where a player would take a, a free kick sometimes, and that, or or, or or even a corner, yeah, and that uh, we had it actually with the, a Neymar early on, where I saw quite a few corner kicks being taken, and and his left foot would plant into the ground far too early and, and slide, slide maybe yeah. two two yards, and then you yeah. take it, oh, dude, and yeah. and all those things have been completely changed in the latest build yeah i noticed it in coutinho free kicks too i mean that's the thing though is the animations themselves are brilliant like they especially the new ones they look so good i'm just an asshole when it comes to like like i i always will want to see that stutter step and that's like that's why you have me excited is because that little animation like even if it's not foot planning just an animation for like an extra stutter or something that that doesn't pull me out of the experience. That just makes more sense, you know. So I'll always want that. But you know, like you said, <laughs> if certain yeah. things are more important to certain people, and like you have to strike a balance. 
Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to, to hear what you think though once oh, you man. see it because because even though you say that that you've noticed the new animations and stuff, I don't trust those videos. When I see those videos, yeah. and, you know, yeah, be my my understand as well. But when when I watch the videos and when I play the game, yes, the game moves so much better in front of me than I see in any of the videos. Yeah. Well, I said that to me too. I said that like after we we after he got back from E3 or I remember maybe it was right before he got back. I was saying like, Oh man, I still see some slidey stuff, but I know based on what you're saying, cause you're talking like Pez 14 level stuff to me. Like I get the fact that the weight of the player, you can feel it through the stick. So I'm trying not to make like any judgments on animations truly you know, until I play funny. the game. You know, it's funny because Gary, uh, Gary Clark had texted me after he played it and he said, do you, you know, what's crazy. Like looking, watching the game on a video and then playing the game, like it's it's just so this year more than ever it's just so different. Yeah. He said when I watch when I watch these videos, it doesn't look so to speak like what I played. Yeah. And and now I feel the same way. It's like it's the same code. It's the same thing everyone else has played. But when I play it, it's just so different because you're so yeah. immersed in it. It's just it's so weird. It's it's so hard to describe. Well, that makes sense yeah. with what you guys are talking about with the feeling of weight because there's no way. To get that across in a video without having a controller in your hand, there's just no exactly, way. exactly, yeah. But I am excited for the stutter steps. More animations, transition animations for me are that. That makes me excited. Final question, Adam. You've done it. You're the man. <laughs> what feature of Pez 2018 are you most excited about, and what do you think the fans are going to enjoy the most? <laughs> do you know what? I change this every time someone asks me <laughs> because there's there's always something something new that I'll, I'll experience and and feel um in a build and and stuff and so sometimes it changes from the goalkeepers to the pace of the game to the ball well, physics at e3 you told me it was the left stick dribble left stick dribbling i said that as well I'm so i think about that i think that i mean at right now I think based on everything that we've spoken about is you've got me really thinking again about the animation of the game so I'm really excited for people to see how beautiful Pez is looking this year and moving. Um, and I think something about that I think is really important, not just in video games, but in life. I mean, B knows everything we're about to say <laughs> is when you see a really good looking girl, you're more, or a guy, or a good looking guy. <laughs> let's not, let's not forget about B. Absolutely. Um, uh, Absolutely. You, uh, you're going <laughs> to, you're gonna look more at that beautiful person and you're gonna be like intrigued a little bit more and linger a little bit more and i think pez has missed that i i I honestly feel pez has missed that visual brilliance where you would look at it and when you were playing it you would be while you were playing it you'd appreciate it a lot you know you'd be lost in the visual you'd be feeling like it's real the player would move like that he would move his foot like that he would pass it like that i was over the shoulder watching nestor and jose playing at e3 and i was watching them play i think it was atletico against dortmund and there was this move where it was just a subtle thing in the gameplay where a bumiang as a first touch the ball was coming to him and he kind of opened his body up and let the ball run past him and then he took it on the instep of his right foot Fucking which awesome. was just hovering just just behind him and the ball bounced back forward and sent the defender and it was just a natural first touch with with the left stick and i just said behind those guys oh what a first touch and jose just turned around and goes yeah i know right 
because yeah. it's like these 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 little things. It wasn't even a special move. It wasn't even like a button press where it was just him controlling the ball and Aubameyang contextually took a touch. There's so many unique moments in in this game that the videos just aren't showing it, and the animation brilliance and the visual brilliance of pairs year on year is going to blow you away. And I think that for me of right now, as of today is my current favorite thing in Pez 18. All right. That's, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'll have to ask you, you have to come back on the podcast next time. And we'll ask you again, what your favorite 28 feet. Yeah, it'll be completely different. <laughs> Dude, Adam, thank you so goddamn thank much, you. man, for being here with us. Uh, we, I feel oh, like I haven't heard your voice on a podcast type thing. I'm so thrilled. It was ours. It's surreal to have you on. But just uh, just hearing your voice in this community type uh, uh, situation again is so nice, and I think I hope a lot of people yeah. will appreciate it. I hope that you know, I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm positive. I'm positive. I'm, I just want to say thanks to those as well, because you know those guys uh, on WMB and on Evo Web, and it's still part of my history, oh, yeah. and I, I appreciate you know they can say whatever they want, whether it's good or bad. But um, I, for one, will always appreciate their their love for this game. Even if they don't love me, I I really, really love everything that they do for Pez because it's seriously the reason why we're still here. Amen. Well, Two good. hours and 45 minutes of your time, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. B, is there anything you want to add before we uh, we sign off? L1 stepovers. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pleasure having you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, great. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, B. Uh, talk to you guys next time. Thanks. Beautiful. Epic. Epic. Wow. Yeah.